How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Brandon Tierney and Sal Licata on WFAN The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. It's time, BT. It is time for Steve Cohen to start the process of getting back that crown. He's got to do something. I understand their plan. I do. And for the most part, I've been understanding this offseason. However, I'm starting to get pissed off because every time there's a report, it's now, oh, the Mets are looking at Michael Lorenzen. Oh, the Mets are looking at Julio Tehran. And then you go back to last week. Oh, the Mets bring in Choi to maybe fight for DH spot. They bring in Luke Voigt. So they are acknowledging that they need help. The season is a month away. Opening day is a month away. Actually, less than a month away, right? Mm-hmm. March 28th coming up. And they acknowledge that they need pitching and they need a DH. There are pitchers and DHs out there. And yet, while I understand the plan, neither of those moves, bringing in a DH or a pitcher, would destroy that plan for the future. Steve Cohen needs to go out there and do something because it's starting to bother me now as a Met fan, even in understanding Met fan. Uh, I'm going to help you today, and I think that I'm going to be able to help you today because I'm not emotionally invested in this year. And... Cohen's got the checkbook. Obviously, it's his team. Stearns has the power. And that's the way it's supposed to be until Stearns proves, if he does, that he doesn't deserve the power anymore. David, and I know, I know that this is going to be frustrating for you. I know it. And I get it. If I was Sal, if I was Evan, if I was Met fans around the station, I'd be sitting here saying the same thing. You know, uh, we don't really have a third baseman. Cole Chapman, maybe get a cheap deal. Need some pitching. Get Montgomery. And Montgomery, by the way, would not compromise the future. Well, that's the point. I, I understand that. But, Sal, the Mets have been forever searching for sustained success. And whether or not David Stearns is able to adjust to the to the big market style of eventually having to spend, David Stearns know how, knows how to build a baseball team. He went four straight playoff appearances with a limited budget. They won 95 games one year. I know they didn't do anything in the playoffs there, but he built a roster that was good. To hire Stearns and not let him do his job would be dumb. I get the frustration. I think in the long run, this is going to pay off for you guys. I, yeah, maybe that's fine, but I want it to pay off now to a certain extent. I'm not saying that. Look, I'm accepting that they're not going to be a World Series team. I'm accepting they're not going to be a division-winning team. I am not accepting them 
knowing that they have areas of need going into this year and going after Michael Lorenzen or Julio Tehran or Choi or Voight. Like, you obviously need help. We've all been saying that. We know that the pitching, the starting rotation going into the year was thin to begin with. Then they lose Kodai Senger. Who knows how serious that injury is going to be. Even next year, they're going to need pitching. Why not look at Montgomery, assuming the price comes down a little bit? And by the way, even if it doesn't, come up with a deferral so you could figure out a way around the luxury tax hit this year, and you still have him here locked up next year. Now, I'm not saying that Montgomery's going to make him that much better, but there is something to be said about exciting or pissing off the fan base ahead of opening day. And the Mets are doing the latter. There is no excitement. You, Other than, yeah, I'm a Mets fan, and I'm going to be excited to watch Pete Alonso hit some home runs and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's no juice. If you made a move for a DH for a starting pitcher, at least you feel a little bit better and I don't think it's going to break the bank. And by the way, it's Steve Cohen. It shouldn't be shouldn't be worried about it. I, I'm not trying to say waste money mm-hmm. in a year where you know you're not going to be competing for the World Series. I get that. However, it's Steve Cohen. The, the beauty of having Steve Cohen as the owner is that you're not supposed to worry about nickel and dime type stuff. If you need a DH, you go get a DH. If you need a pitcher, you go get a pitcher. Not bargain bin shopping with Michael Lorenzen and Julio Tehran or Luke Voigt or Choi. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? What? You're, you're resisting. Well, I mean, quite literally what the Mets are doing is they're resisting the temptation to appease you. And to appease the fans, and there's value in that. I'm not, I'm, in all sincerity, I'm not minimizing fans feeling good about their teams going into a season. But I, I, I honestly, I commend the Mets. Like the Mets right now are doing, I think, the hardest thing to do, especially in this city. They are tuning out the noise. They are tuning out the agitation from the fans. And they are moving forward with their plan. But why can't they do both? Why can't it be a plan? Because I think there'll be better players out out there next year that could actually... But but how would J.D. Martinez on a one-year deal... And by the way, even forget that. I'll give you... Like, I'll, I'll suck it up. And sit there and you know watch Beatty and Vientos play third, and maybe you know Vientos a little bit DH with DJ. So like, fine, you can actually make a case where that makes a lot of sense. This year, you want to see what Beatty can do. You want to see what Vientos can do. I'm not buying it. I think Vientos stinks. I don't think Beatty's much better. But I'll buy that. Go get a pitcher then. There's no There's no way. And I don't want Blake Snell. And I think he's a better fit for the Yankees. We've gone over that. Yep. And I do understand why they wouldn't go all in for Montgomery. But the fact that he's still not signed. They then lose Kodai Senga. While I don't think it's a good idea to panic and pivot and just go get a pitcher because one is down, I will make the argument that they need Montgomery next year anyway. Let me ask you this, Sal. Do you think that Steve Cohen's cheap? I don't. Okay. so But, just, but, just, I, but I'll tell you this. Go ahead. The moves this offseason, they have been cheaper. Have they been cheaper or have they been made out of um, the, the, the need to evaluate what you have? And that's the difference. I I get it. You know that. that oh, who's bit. better, Luis Severino or Blake Snell? Oh well, there's no doubt. It's oh, Blake who's Snell. better, Luis Severino or Jordan Montgomery? Montgomery. Right. So this is a cheaper move bringing in Luis Severino. For, now I understand it. Yeah. I mean, his value there. You could potentially the upside for him. You're getting great value. However, the, the Steve Cohen is not cheap. His actions speak louder than anything else. He has shown that. He went after Yamamoto. So they acknowledge they need pitching. Is this just David Stearns doesn't like Blake Snell or Montgomery? Okay, right, maybe I'd buy that. And by the way, there's a lot of teams okay. that don't like Blake Snell right. because Blake Snell is inside a contract. Same, same with Montgomery. So they're obviously overvalued, and maybe the contract will come down a little bit to where yeah. they jump in. Fine. 
But you're telling me that David Stern's like Michael Lorenzen more than he does Jordan Montgomery? No, no, that's not what I'm saying at but all. But that's so, what they're looking at. Uh, do you? Do they need a DH or not? And if they do, or if they don't, then why are they looking at Luke Voigt or Choi? Well, they just try to strengthen numbers, and, and really, it's a one-year rental. Oh, dude, I'm not selling you on the prospects of a good season. It's going to be a tough watch here. But I promise you this. At the end of the season, you will have a definitive answer on Vientos, on Beatty, you will get the intel that you need to move forward with intelligent decisions. Now, I look at this, you know, I don't even know if you do this because you don't like cutting grass. You don't like shoveling snow. Yeah, no, so I, I really I really don't think that you like going into your garage and cleaning things up in the garage, do you? Yeah, I do like organizing. Oh, you do? I love organizing. Okay, good. Yeah. So you'll, you'll understand this. You'll feel this because you actually do it. Imagine going into whether it's your bobbleheads, you know, that Whatever, stuff that yeah. you have to organize to move, or a garage where you've, you know, and, and certainly as the kids get older, now there's bats and balls and yeah. gloves and cleats that you outgrow in a year, and there's everything everywhere, and there's chairs, and there's there's 3,000 bottles of water in the fridge, and shovels and sleds, and it's craziness, right? Bikes. Dollhouses that we outgrow, everything. Yeah. And you go through, you, you open the door to the garage, and you look at the mess that is... Probably for me, three weeks away from me attacking. All right. Now, before I attack that mess, I've got to plot out my because otherwise it will be frustrating and it will be without reward and success. If I just dive into it haphazardly, oh, let me take this bat here. Oh, he, she outgrew these shoes from Ballard. Uh, no, no, you've got to have a plan so that the disorganization becomes organized. And what the Mets are, and I, I do believe that this is the right thing. I do. What the Mets are doing now is they're sifting through the rubble. They are systematically understanding what they want to keep, what they want to throw out in the trash. They are cleaning up their garage. Which is they're doing. Which is fine, but if you're cleaning up your garage and trying to rid yourself of that junk, why the hell are you looking at Michael Lorenzen and Julio Tehran and bringing in Luke Voigt and Choi? BT and Sal on the fan. Our friends at Town Fair Tire remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I think the thing that's starting to bother me, and you know I've been patient with this, and I do believe in Steve, and I do believe in Stearns, and I, I, I think that next year it's going to be a totally different story. I believe in the future of the Mets. Okay. I believe in the plan. We're starting to get closer to opening day. It's oh, becoming yeah. a reality that I'm going to have to watch a crappy baseball team. I know it's crappy. They know it's crappy. And they're not doing, like, like the moves are still there to be made. Go do something about it. Greg is calling from Westchester. What's up, Greg? Hey, as a you know, longtime Met fan, I just feel like Sal's being way too harsh, and I actually agree, agree with the non-Met fan, uh, Brandon, on this. Stop. Do you realize they had Luke Voigt last year in the minors? It's not like they went out and got somebody. He's a death piece. Before they got Choi and Luke Voigt, their first baseman in their system was J.T. Schwartz, who's like a double-A guy. It's just death. And you know what? Believe in what he's doing. He's trying to build a system. Brandon's right on track. And that's all I just wanted to say. Yeah, let's go, Matt. Thanks for the call, Greg. Yeah, everything's great. I mean, come on now. Come on now. It's easy for BT to say as he sits there with that smirk because you're going to get to watch Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. Well, I, mean, I got to watch Brett Beatty and Mark Vientos and DJ Stewart. No, I got news for you. What if Vientos hits 25 home runs? Yeah, okay. How many did he hit last year? Come on, dude. Come on. Vientos. So you are, you are I, again, without I said, a okay. shred of optimism going into the season. I think Mark Vientos is not a good baseball player. Okay. Matter of fact, let me retract that. I know Mark Vientos is not a good baseball player. Now, could he provide some offense at DH? Maybe. I don't think so. 
I like DJ Stewart as a player. I think he could be a productive player. Mm-hmm. And I'll live with that. I'm telling you, like, I've, I've usually, as a fan, I have the highest expectations and would hold them to the highest of standards. This year, I understand. I understand the plan. I really do. The, you can't tell me that they couldn't use Jordan Montgomery moving forward. I'm not saying that. How would Jordan Montgomery... But you'd Montgomery, rather have Walker Buehler next year. Yeah, well, but but the, the reality is they need both. I understand okay, that. Okay, so but, let, let's just paint the scenario, right? No Jordan Montgomery this year. He signed somewhere else. Blake Snell signed somewhere else. Next offseason, Luis Severino, free agent again. Mm-hmm. Sean Maniah, right? I mean, uh, guys, he signed a two-year deal, oh, Maniah. He? Yeah, he's uh, the only one oh, of, the, oh, of the group that signed two. Oh, great. So Sean Maniah you got him the extra yeah, year. Yeah, great. Take Salvas in that. Yeah, great. Sean Maniah will be back next year because that's, you know, really, he's a stud. That the man. Quintana, is he a free agent at the end I of the year? Think I think this he signed is a two-year deal. I think, I think this is it for him. Point is... They're going to need pitching I next year that. anyway. Yep. So even if they get Walker Bueller, you're telling me they're not going to need to add another pitcher? Jordan Montgomery is a guy you slot in. You don't worry about him. You pencil him in. will be fine in the 2-3 or slot, whatever it may be. Down the road, you're going to need another arm anyway. Mm-hmm. And he would help you this year. Now, I know he's not the difference, and I've been making the case in, in supporting the Mets. Saying that, yeah, I get it. I understand why they want me. That would you be just the guy. get a little itchy. Sun's well, coming out. Well, Birds are starting to chirp. Grass is uh, starting to fall out a little yeah. bit. Sal's getting a little. Uh, Sal is. Uh, it, the reality's hitting you that your team is going to stink. And I've told you this all winter, but it's ironic that I'm the one telling you today that to become good, you have to stink. Understood. Well, no, that's not true. They shouldn't have to. So stink. They've got to get the evaluation. Uh, they have too many kids but in that's the system. Fine, but, but, but Sal, they've got too many players. Michael that Lorenzen, are, Julio Tehran. Uh, but they didn't sign them. Yeah, but but they are acknowledging that they need pitching. I know they've got needs everywhere. Quite frankly, outside of really first base, shortstop. Eh, you know, no, you could. I think they you have any needs. A, or they actually have, they've got a lot of needs. You can make a case. Whether I think Vientos is good or not really doesn't matter. He, you can make the case that he still could be a productive player. Same thing with Brett Beatty. They're going to determine that. Okay, fine. I'll understand that. I disagree, but I'll understand that. You cannot make the case that they don't need star. Pitching, they admit it. They acknowledge it. We all know it. They oh, need it before yeah. Senga goes down. They need it even more now. Yeah, so I said this a month ago yeah, that I, I think the Mets have the worst rotation in baseball before Senga went down, and right. maybe that was a you know a little bit of a stretch. But the point is, I, I think they're going to be in the neighborhood, unfortunately. But I mean, I, I asked you before, do you believe that Cohen is cheap? And your answer was no. Right. Although you, you know you voice your frustration, I get that that he hasn't really spent a lot this winter. And now I'm going to ask you this: Do you believe in David Stearns? I do. Okay. So, but he's starting to annoy me. Okay, but I got there's the, a I sense got you. of like you don't think Leon Ro- Hey, did Leon Rose annoy us Nick no. fans from when he first got going? Moody, think about the bad moves that he made. He brought in Kemba Walker on one knee. He had to trade Kemba Walker right. and attach a first-round pick to get rid of Kemba Walker. I actually think it's 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 amazing actually. As both teams, the Knicks are beginning to rise, the Mets eventually will. I think that the Mets fan should really look at the Knicks as a template for how to build this thing out. You're not Stearns is going to make mistakes, like Leon Rose did. But then, you know, the evidence is that at the end of the tunnel, if you do things right and you let somebody who, by the way, is perceived by everybody in baseball to be brilliant and shrewd and forward-thinking and an asset, let Stearns do his job. Robles is calling from Harlem. What's up, Robles? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. How are you? Hey, hey buddy. How are you? Guys, man. What um, with the Mets? Listen, man. We are banking way too much on these young kids. Like Sal said, Vietos, I just don't see it in You know, with the Williams kids, Cooney, and the other kids, if one kid pan out, we're lucky. You have to sign some players, man. 
You can't just be. You're not going to. You're like not. Said, like Sal said, Montgomery is not going to affect the long term process. It's not like you're going to sign the guy for 10 or 8 years. It, it, it just don't make no sense. Well, he they need pitching, Robles, and thank you for the call. They need pitching. That's the one guy. Like, I could get upset about the DH stuff, but I, I understand that, and that could be, like, I, I'm not asking for too much. Although, you should always be in the business of putting the best team possible out there to try and enhance your chances of making the postseason and going on through the postseason. I don't agree with that. I honestly, I swear to God, I fundamentally disagree with that assertion. That you should not always make your team better? No, because I think sometimes by trying to, and I know what you mean, trust me, I, I get I get what you mean, but I do not agree by by taking shortcuts or making little cosmetic upgrades that right. will temporarily make you better and scratch the itch, if you will, it doesn't lead anywhere, and all I've and all I've seen as a baseball fan, but all I've heard from Mets fans my whole life, I just want to build something out where they're good for a couple of years in a row. This is what he's doing, right, but, and now you guys are complaining. But how would Jordan Montgomery hurt that process? I could answer how J.D. Martinez would hurt that process. There is no response for how Jordan Montgomery would hurt. Well, how, how would he hurt? I, my response: Who's would he be, holding back? Which guy do we need to see that's holding back? Like, if you need Michael Lorenzen, if you maybe want Julio Tehran, you could use Jordan Montgomery. He's a major league pitcher, one who's had success in New York. He's not holding anybody back. You need pitching next year anyway. You might get him at a decent value as obviously his prices come down. Maybe you can figure it out, have deferrals so you save on some of the luxury tax. Like, a deal can be done here. There's a deal to be made. How how would Jordan Montgomery hurt anything but some finances for the Mets, which they should be able to overcome because of Steve Cohen. Well, wouldn't you have to give up a comp pick because he's a free Who agent? Gives a I, I David Stearns does. That's how yeah, he's going to oh build this God. out. How do you think the Mets got... It's funny. I read something from Daryl yesterday at, or over the weekend, and Daryl said, hey, this is the way we built our last championship team. Now, the Mets were so bad that they were able to draft very high. and That's why they got Daryl. Obviously, they drafted Doc out of Tampa. You know, you drafted Lenny. You drafted Mookie. A couple of years before that, you drafted Wally back. We know, we know all the names. And then you accent it with somebody like Keith and Gary and some other veteran stars, you know, and stabilizers like somebody like Ray Knight. I just think that you have to, you have to understand that uh, and I would be saying the same thing if Jordan Montgomery signed today with the Yankees. Like, I think Jordan Montgomery's good. Right. I don't think he's anything more than that. And he's good. I right. think special. I uh, mean, what does Jordan Montgomery do for you this year? Well, uh, he, he makes them a little bit better. He a little bit, but not good enough to be any good. Scott is calling from Amityville. What's up, Scott? Yo, Sal, what's going on? What's up, ET? Hey, Scotty. What's up, Scott? What's up, kid? So, Sal, man, I'm going to dig in on you a little here. I think you got to stop with the There aren't any comp picks on Montgomery? So, is that right. true? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm I not you. sure the whole rules. I, I, I know Blake quick. Snell has the two and the five, but I, I did not know about uh, Montgomery. Sorry, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead, Scotty. No, no, listen, man. So you're sitting there and you're screaming about how you know Mark Vientos is going to be a bad baseball player. No, he's not, he, not, not going to be. He is a bad oh, baseball is, player. How, is that the same way you knew the Mets were going to win the division the other year when we didn't? No, it's different. Just stop. Let's let it play out. It, it's no, it's different. It's different. You're not an expert. It, it's, it's different. First of all, I give my opinion, Scott. You could disagree with that, and that's fine. Give me reasons. Get, no, okay, I, so let's play the game out of here. Forget no. about it. No, no, Scott, hold on. Let's have a conversation. I'm not going to hang up on you. I say okay. Mark Vientos is a bad baseball player, and I have about five facts to back that up. Now, I want to hear you and your facts to why he's a good baseball player. I'm not saying he's a good or a bad baseball player. I don't think we've had enough baseball from Mark Vientos in the, in the major league. Okay, yet. what position does he play? What position does he play? 
Mark, Mark Vientos. Mark Vientos is an infielder on the DH. Yeah, okay. Does he play third base? He's not an infielder. He'll never play. He's not good enough to play infield. I mean, Scott, Scott, if the age is the same, like, no, 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 right, Scott, you, you, you obviously don't, I'm trying to like help you understand here how it works. There's a difference between being a good baseball player and being a potential DH. Mark Vientos is not a good baseball player. That's what I said. We're talking about Mark, BT brought the point. What if Mark Vientos hits 25 home runs? You say he's not a good baseball player. Does a good baseball player equate to a guy hitting maybe 230 and hitting 25 home runs? No, it does not. It does not. Not at his age. And thank you for the call. It does not. Well, he's not that old. What do you mean at his age? What is he, 23? Yeah, right. He's 23 like, years old. That, that, that's the point. You shouldn't be 23 and trying to be a DH. You, you've got to have some athleticism and a position. He's not good enough at first base, and obviously there's a roadblock there anyway. Yeah. He's not. He's a butcher he at third, third base. base. He can't play third okay, base. Okay, but that's release. what they're going to do. He's not, play, he's not a third baseman. He, uh, that's going to be a big problem. I'm going to okay, give you that. He cannot so, play third so base. So if he's not a third baseman and he's not going to play first, yep. what is he? Well, can, can he can I'll he run? Tell you. Can he throw? Can he catch? He's not he's not a plus runner. He could have plus power. He's got a good body, six four. He's gonna put some yeah. more functional weight on. Okay, so so I'm hearing one thing. He might might be able to hit with power. Well, he hit with power last year a little bit for you guys. Oh, okay, right, but, so but we've that's seen that. Sure. Yeah, what was his batting average? I, I don't know. Right. Okay. Well, we'll look it up. But it wasn't. Very no, no, good. it wasn't impressive. Yeah, okay. He strikes out and, a lot. And I we got agree. It. We agree that he doesn't have a position in the field. At 23 years yep. old. Yep. So you're telling me a 23 year old kid doesn't have a position in the field, and I'm supposed to think that that's a good baseball player? It, it, no, it's. I know why you say He's that. He's not a good baseball player. Well, he, he had 211 last year. But he is a good hitter in succession. A 211 last year. It, see, to me, this is interesting enough where if this was my team, my player, I would want the answer, which is why I'm telling you Stearns is doing the right thing. And even more importantly, or maybe more directly, Cohen is really doing the right thing by allowing Stearns to do the right thing that he thinks is right, to do his job, basically, which is what he brought here to do. And I know that numbers are just numbers, and Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of the highlights last year with Vientos at Syracuse. I'm looking at his numbers for the minors. I'm going to just give you OPS in succession. 927, 979, 877, 999. It's the minors. I I understand that. Before you get to the majors, you've got to prove prolific in the minors. Now let's do the majors. Now Now let's do the majors. Well, you can, but it's not fair. It's a couple of coffee. He's played 81 games. Okay. How many home runs does he have? 10. Okay. 25. Okay, so that projects to literally 20 home runs. He's got a 205 batting average. Smoke, he hit 212. You want a DH in 20? Dude, what did you catch your hit last year? He hit 210. You want a DH at 23 years of age to hit 20 home runs? That's a big deal? it's not optimal. What I'm saying is I guess that I'm a little more willing to give him a chance to see if he can hit. Fair enough. That's it. Understood. He's making peanuts. He's he's cost nothing. He's a young guy. And by the way, Wade Boggs. Well, he's not Boggs, a good baseball player. You know how many point. players? But you know how many play, they said the same thing about Wade Boggs. Now I'm not saying he's Wade Boggs. Obviously, totally different profile. Wade Boggs came up late because Wade Boggs was an awful third baseman. Couldn't run. Couldn't pick it. Well, look what he turned into. Oh, and, and he's not going to turn into Wade Boggs. All I'm saying is, I I trust more than you. Wade I Boggs trust, first year in the big leagues, 104 games. Just a cup of coffee. Three forty nine. I understand that, but how Even Boggs how a home old was he? Homers. How 24. Okay, but look at how long he was in Pawtucket in the minors. Sal, I trust. I mean this. I mean it's always right because they're not always perfect. I trust more than you. Yeah. I trust more than me. I trust David Stern's ability to project a player. Right, but but they're not. So I'm, pro- I'm going to let him do that. He's not projecting. He's sure evaluating. He well, but you know, he no, is, he's evaluating. No, 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 that's not true because they, well, it's both. Because in if you don't think that a player could possibly ultimately project well, 
you wouldn't waste your time evaluating him. You'd get rid of him. So that they they have an interest in evaluating somebody like Vientos because they think he could project favorably. Right. And, and maybe, maybe he can hit as a DH. I didn't say he couldn't. I said he's not a good baseball player, and there are facts to back that up. Like, I don't know, not having a freaking position? BT and Sal on the Fan Warrior calls on the other side. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. It's their 27th World Championship. The most of any team in any sport in the history of professional sports. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney Salicata back on the fan on this final day of February. It's February 29th? I didn't know that that existed. It does. So this happens every four years? Okay. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, February 29th. Anyway, baseball is getting closer. It is. And the reality is starting to sink in. Yeah, Sal's getting angry. Sal's getting a little little antsy. I, I just, I think you could do both. And I don't think the Mets are doing that well enough. I I wasn't asking for much. Like, maybe had they provided a DH a month ago, I wouldn't be on their back today. But they didn't. Maybe had Senga not go down, I wouldn't be on their back today. But they didn't add a DH. They needed starting pitching to begin with. Senga goes down. It was supposed to be their best pitcher. They don't have a clear opening day starter. Not that bringing somebody in would be that clear opening day starter. There are other guys out there. Snell is still there. Montgomery is still there. They're looking for Lorenzen and Tehran. It's driving me up a freaking wall as opening day is a month away. So, you know the whole thing. We'll get back to these calls here in a second because I know you guys are charged up. 877-337-6666. So, the whole crown thing with Cohen, Mm -hmm. right? It's been put on ice for a little bit. I removed bit. it. Yeah, we I, had I, to. I, I, I appreciate Fairly. that. The robe and crown is in the is in our office, uh-huh. waiting to yeah. be the scepter. Now the chair. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna let you feel. Yeah, it's, it's ready to the go. The red carpet. Every, everything's. Yeah. There. I almost want to give it to him today. I know that that sounds completely bizarre and backwards. Can I tell you why? Think about the dynamics of a king peasant relationship. The King, the fans of the peasants. Well, I say that very loosely. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, a peasant right. as well. We, yeah, we, yeah, but we, nah, no, are no, you not calling that. me a peasant? <laughs> I'm out Pretty of here. much. Yeah. <laughs> the king doesn't react to the clamoring of the peasants. Right. The peasant reacts to the actions of the king. Right. And by Cohen not cracking, not flinching, and not, and again, I say this with a smile, not giving the peasants just the whole right, king dynamic. Right, 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 right. Not giving the peasants what they want. He's actually been more king-like than he's been in the last couple of months. I, I agree with that 98% of the way. I, I think that you're right, which is why I believe in Steve and do understand this plan. However, you can make your team better now and in the future with just one acquisition. To me, Jordan Montgomery is the guy. Like You could argue back and forth about the others. I think he's the clear guy. There's no way they can tell me that he wouldn't make them better now and in the future, and he's not doing it. So, And by the way, I don't even know if that move would be king-worthy. Let's say the Mets all of a sudden do go sign Jordan Montgomery. Can I bring back King Cohen? No. That's no. not a king no, move. No, no, it's, it's like a nice move. But it's not, it's a move you should be making, for goodness sake, trying to make the team better. You need pitching. Uh, that That's what's bothering me. Yes, I respect the discipline and the plan and all that. I don't think Jordan Montgomery would be a diversion from that plan. Julio is in Waiting River, New Jersey. What's up, Julio? 
Hey, what's up, guys? Big fan of the show. Thank Sal, you. I met you. I met you once over in Retro Relics in Selden. You're a good guy, man. I appreciate everything you do, bro. Thank you very uh, much. Appreciate that. Yes, I just I have a, a, a worst case scenario as a Mets fan. I'm a big Mets fan, and uh, worst case, it just popped into my head one day. Last year, me and a couple buddies went to a game. We were at City Field. Beautiful day. We got a couple of people walking around with petitions. They uh, asked us to sign a petition. It happened to be about putting casinos up over right by City Field. Just the worst case scenario as a fan. What if Steve Cohen's main objective is to concentrate on these casinos and not so much on the Mets team? Sal, you hit it on the head. You get Jordan Montgomery, you get Blake Snell. We can't ask for no more than that. Well, We're in contention. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking for both, Julio, and thank you for the call. Montgomery will be the guy, but if they acknowledge they need pitching, which they do, and there are good pitchers available, which there are, then why aren't you going to get them? It's It bothers me. I understand the plan, but I don't understand how you can make an excuse saying that Jordan Montgomery, for example, would be diverting from the plan. As far as the casino thing, I mean, I first of all, as a fan, I would be excited about <laughs> having the area around City Field built up. 100%. And I also don't think it's taking away from Steve Cohen's passion and prioritizing the Mets. But it's not a it's I mean what's not more appealing than a chop shop? Yeah. Hey, right. Come I mean, on. Yeah. Um so who that was Julio, right? Julio yes. said the worst case scenario would be, you know, what what he just said that maybe he's just so focused on on the building of the casinos. First of all, brilliant businessmen are capable of juggling multiple mul- uh multiple entities number 1. So that wouldn't be worst case scenario. Let, let me tell you what what very well could be worst case scenario for you. 74 wins. Yankees win the World Series. Mm-hmm. Soto re-ups in the Bronx. All three very realistic. Pete Alonso goes. Mm, I don't know about I mean, that. I'm just saying, that would be worst case scenario. And then what? You think I'm I, mad today? <laughs> I don't know. what. I, I don't know what we would do at that point. We'd have to do the show, the show somewhere special. It, yeah. it would have to be... That's not going to happen. We could not do the show in here. Yeah, live from the chop shops at City Field uh, as fans rally to burn the place down. I mean, think think about this. That's not going to happen. But three of the four can. Like, they're not going to let Alonzo go, especially in that scenario. If they don't get Soto, Yankees win the World Series. Like, Met fans know. Unless Pete says, I'm tired of losing. And, you know, I I might want to, you know, kind of see what's out there. Yeah, I mean, well. Which I think is possible. Imagine if the Mets offered him the most money and Pete left. Now, that would be something. Then that would be ultimate worst case. Yes, let's add another layer there. He left $50 million on the table with the Mets to go to the Cardinals. Cohen has admitted to the, you know, he, he's not tone deaf. He says he says everything you want as an owner and he's done everything that you could ask for from a fan's perspective that you would want in an owner until this year. And I'm not asking for much. Like I think there are a lot of fans who say get a DH, get Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery or go get, you know, at least a DH and one of the top pitchers. I'm not even asking for that. And I'll I'll understand. I think Viento stinks, but I'll understand you wanting to evaluate him and Brett Beatty understood you got to get a pitcher. You need a pitcher. You need a pitcher next year. It's one of the reasons why I didn't want them to trade Verlander at the deadline last year, looking ahead to this year. I said, who is going to be their ace next year? Here we are. Who is their ace this year? Nobody. They don't have Kodai Senga, and even he's not a true ace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not knocking the Verlander trade, but by, I'm saying, by the way, I said the same thing. Yeah. I thought they should, you know, obviously you got to get rid of Scherzer. I would have kept Verlander as well. They didn't, whatever. Well, once they did that, it signaled that this year was done. And it also kind of let's face it, reinforced what Scherzer said about the Mets not being all in. 
Right. Well, well, meaning for this year. We knew that they gave up on last year. Fine. Yeah. yeah. But when you tra- trading Scherzer's a different animal. He stunk, and we're yep, going to get him. had to get rid of him. But once they traded Verlander, that was not just giving up on last year. That was giving up on this year. I mean, too. here's the good news. You know, if, if Cohen did this the last three or four years, and this is who he is, and then it's different. It's a different level of agitation. It's it's almost despair, you know, really, beyond repair. To me, this is just a foreshadow uh, of a... How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Recalibration. He, he, they're hitting the reset button, and quite frankly, they need to. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on the fans. Getting some of the calls here, BT. I know you and I have been chatting quite a bit, taking up a lot of time. I want to hear from the listeners here and callers on the Mets. You know, I'm just that's how I felt last night hearing about Lorenzen and all that stuff in Tehran. I'm like, oh, I've had enough of this. I've been patient. I've been disciplined. I've been understanding. Opening day is coming and you need pitching, and they're not getting it. Matt is in Selden, Connecticut. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt. Hey, BT Sal. How's everything going? Good. How are you? Matt, what's up, bud? Yeah, first time, long time. I'm just going to give you a breakdown of how the Mets season is going to go down. So, I think we're going to come out firing. I think April, May, I think we're going to be like 10 games above 500 at the end of May. <laughs> and then... 10 games <laughs> above? Yeah. 10, okay. 10 games above, I'm telling you. The, the bats are going to be exploding. Okay, I think okay. The, I think the pitching's underrated. I think the Manea guy is going to be really good for us. Okay. Um, and then, Sal, how, how's, the, how's the Mets in June? Well, awful. The June swoon. Yeah. Did they win a game they're, in June last year? Did they win one? Yeah. I so forgot. They're, they're going to come crashing back down to earth. They're going to be terrible. We're going to go back down to like 500, and then we're going to play 500 ball until like August. And then August is going to come around, and we're going to be have a huge resurgence. They're going to give us all this hope and all this, uh, you know, 
Right. You know, playoff hopes and everything like that. Only to, come, sometimes. only to come crashing down a week before the end of the season. Yep, yep, yep. So, like, two weeks into September. And this is what's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to get disappointed once again. And then, you know, we're going to get all these young kids coming up, like Acuna, Jet Williams, and all of them. You and know, then, I'll, uh, I'll tell you, Matt, I understand why you say that, and thank you for the call. Like, there's it's very good possibility. Two things on it. Number one, I don't think the Mets are going to get off to a hot start. And I will say that I don't think at any point this season they will be 10 games over 500. I mean, think about that. The I, Mets, agree, I agree with that. The 10, 10, games, 10 games over, over I agree with that part. Now, if there is going to be a stretch, maybe I would have said in the beginning, had Senga not be hurt, I, I just I just don't see it. Me neither. I, I don't think that they're a, a team that you'd be lucky if they're 500. Let hey, alone you tell 10 me they're 8 and 6, 8 and 5 after 13. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if I'd bet that, but I'd say, okay, but 10 games over, I agree Even with you. Even crappy teams maybe get off to a good start, yep. give you some false hope. And look, maybe they get off to a good start and start believing in themselves and could win. Maybe they add at the deadline. All those things are possible. However, they're not. Ultimately, to me, not a very good baseball team. They're not making the moves to show you that they really even are making winning a priority this season. So if they did, it would be almost by accident. Because if they cared about winning, they would go get the better players that are available. This year, I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. not long term. So they're sacrificing this year for the betterment of the long-term success. What I will disagree, though, is that even in what would otherwise be a normally painful September, there will be excitement this year, one way or another. They're either going to be in the wild card race for a final wild card spot, if you could get excited about that, or you're going to see the future. And you're going to start to get a sense of Acuna, Gilbert, Williams, maybe some of the younger arms, and how might they be impactful next season. I think that's something to watch. Like, at least in September for me, I want to see those guys up here. Yeah. If they're I, out of it. Yeah, and listen, that's when Vientos did a lot of damage last year. You know, he had a lot of home runs, if I'm not mistaken, in September when most guys were on the Jets and the Giants. And problem is Vientos was up here before that. No, no, and, I, yeah. I understood, of course. But I'm saying the only thing about – so you lay out two situations where maybe they overachieve a little bit, mess around, and they're in contention for that last wall card. That would be great. Uh, that seems like a bit of an overachievement for me, a little ambitious. But I, I wouldn't rule it out entirely. That's one. The other is, you know, they fall way short of that. The kids get the call up, and they do well, and they pot, and, and they get you excited. Or just even to see them. I, oh, okay. I was going to say, because the other option is Mets are nowhere near the wild card. They call the kids up, and they don't look that good. Yeah, I just want to see them. I, I, gotcha. I, my, point gotcha. Was, my point was that September would be meaningful games one way or another, I guess, or excited to watch them because they're either going to be in the race or... Or you're going to be excited and curious to see what the kids can do. Not that it would be the be-all, end-all measuring stick. I don't care if Drew Gilbert or Jet Williams had 30 home runs. Mm. Like, it doesn't mean anything, ultimately. But you want to get a look at them. Like, there's curiosity to see them at the big league level. Yeah, I got news for you. I'm looking forward to following them at Syracuse in the minors. Like, I mean, last year, the nightly dose of of Twitter highlights and SNR does a good job with that. I like seeing their swings, and I know it's not always a correlation there, but I enjoy following them in the minors, too. Yeah, I can't get caught up in the minor league stuff. Johnny is in Ocean, New Jersey. What's up, Johnny? Johnny? What's going on, Bob? Hey, guys. Uh, big fan. Been called multiple times. Um, I got I got a, a bone to pick with Sal. Sal, you got to relax a little bit, buddy. You got to give these kids a chance. Um, I think we have those. If he puts up 20-plus homers this year as a DH, he's all set. Uh, as far as Beatty. All set with what? I love you guys saying, oh, if, if he puts up, yeah, okay, if he puts up 20. And by the way, 20 is not a big number. You're talking about home runs from a DH spot with a player that can't do anything else, and you want 20. If you can't do anything else on the baseball field, like Vogelback, you better be hitting 25 to 30 home runs, not 20. All right, that's fine. I agree, I agree. And and what if Beatty puts up 
twenty plus homers. It shows some uh, progression in the field. Yeah, okay, but these are what ifs. Do you think Beatty's going to be a player now? He's somebody I'm more interested in watching. <laughs> I don't think Beatty is particularly good, Johnny. And thank you for the call. Uh, I, I think he's got a chance to be a productive major leaguer. Mm-hmm. I don't just I, I don't love the look of him. BT offensively, I think he could be better. You know, defensive worries me. Just to get that big kind of slow body. Uh, I don't know. But Beatty could be a major league. This is going to be a make or break year for Beatty. Is he going to be able to stick or not? He's raked in the minor leagues. He's dominated, as a matter of fact, in the minor leagues. And yet he's done nothing at the big league level. So I need to see it from Beatty. Vientos, I'm definitive on saying he's not a major league baseball player. He's certainly not a good baseball player. His only chance at sticking in the major leagues is if he hits at the DH spot. And to do that, you better put up big numbers, not 20 home runs in today's game. And the, the, the problem with Vientos, and there's not much else he's bringing to the table, I'm, I'm totally with you there, is that a player like that has to hit right away. Because if he starts April, I'm not saying that they're going to send him down or bench him immediately. You know, if he's if he's one for 10 in the, in the first Brewers series, no, I mean, you run him out there a little bit more. But if he's really scuffed, if he's like 190 through 18 games or so, and you don't run... And you've got no positional versatility, but you're you're calling the card as you stick. There's nowhere to go. Whereas somebody like, you know, when Acuna comes up, all right, he can run. Right. Uh, I've seen some of his highlights right. already this He's spring. A, ball a couple of two, it's his first game. But I think Jeff Williams, the other way. Drew Gilbert, these guys are athletes, ball players. man. They're yes. they're dynamic athletes, yes. which, which absolutely excites you a lot more. Well, I liked Mauricio. I was curious to yeah. see what he could do. I liked he I, he was he was at the top of the list actually, uh, along with Alvarez. So let me ask you this before we get back to these phones: How many? Because you use that twenty home run barometer for somebody like Vientos to really have some impact on the season. How many players, if you had to guess, how many players do you think had 20 home runs or more last season in baseball? I would think a lot. I mean, I, just had to take a guess. I mean, I couldn't even I'd give just you a throw number. number. <laughs> eh, 50, 100? Uh, 92. Okay. That's a lot. Yeah. That's what I mean. Meaning it's not as hard as you think. He had nine. He that, barely played. But that's my point, is that in today's day and age, 20 home runs, not a big deal. Like, yeah, but wait, wait, it's not a big deal, but how many Mets had 20 home runs last year? Well, here's Besides the, Pete and Lindor and... Who else am I missing here? Oh, Nemo. I think that's it. Hold on, I want to look something up here because one. I honestly, of, did Alvarez have twenty or? Yeah, yeah he, he had did. twenty. Yeah, yeah, what, of course, yeah. He had over twenty. So four guys, I think. I might be missing somebody, uh, but I think it's four. Let me give you these numbers. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, I want to. I'm. I'm, I'm not going to give you the player. All right. I'm going to give you the numbers. A little blind resume kind of deal. Yes. Right. And see if you would take this from a DH. Okay. And then I'll give you from a DH making money or from a young kid. No, no, no. There's no. A young difference. kid. Young oh, kid. Go ahead. Thirty. Thirty home runs. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. Let's see. One, uh, yeah. two. Yeah. You take it. Three of his best years. Right. Thirty home runs. Go ahead. Thirty. Yep. 92 ribbies. Oh, my jeez. 253. Yeah, obviously. 27. Give me OPS. I'm more of an OPS guy. Forget about the average. I don't care about what's eight, the OPS. Eight eight what? Eight, okay. So you, Good, you don't want great. batting average? You want OPS? Just give me OPS. Give okay. me bombs, ribbies, you, and OPS. Okay. Boom. So 30, Year 92, yep. 830. Got it. 27. Got it. 73. Oh, the OPS has to be lower. 838. Oh, a little bit higher, actually. Probably played less. Got it. 838, third year. S- uh, 30. 30. 64. Okay. 818. Okay, so that OPS average 38 and 30. You got the average 68, so you got okay. So his average right around 825, a little bit lower than that. Uh, is that JD Martinez? Is that blonde resume? Who is that? Lucas Duda. That's Duda? How well, do you feel now? That's, well. How you like me now? <laughs> how you that's like me now? I mean, I, 
but Lucas freaking Duda. But he so wasn't. Lucas Duda played a lot of first base. He wasn't the DH. Right, but but they didn't have a DH back then. Well, yeah. V, v, my point is, if Vientos put up those numbers, you'd be absolutely pumped. Yeah, you'd but be in, beyond but pumped. But in my mind, it wouldn't like I didn't like Lucas Duda as a player. I and understand he, and he put that. Up some numbers that you would be like, oh yeah, I'd sign for that in a second. And that's if Vientos could do that, and I don't think he can do that. Probably and I not. Even, I wouldn't even want that. Now I do need the batting averages. Now that I know that it's Duda, because so the first one yeah. was what two fifty three. Give me the other two. Uh, that had to be a lot lower than that. Uh, two forty four. Okay, and what? And the third one two fifty three two seventeen. All right, so that, so it got progressively worse. Probably the, the strikeout rate, the K rate. Excuse me, the K rate went up. I mean, I, listen, I watched Lucas do to play a ton. Right. Uh, and you know, you big, I mean, not not it. Okay. Not so, it. So Where's some... he hitting in the order, though? Yeah. What was around them? Uh, if Mark Vientos is batting seventh, that matters. Like, these things matter, Sal. Yeah, I, I get it, but when everybody's like, oh, Dude, it was in the middle runs. of the order. Oh, 20 home runs. No, I'm not going to sign for a DH at 23 years of age to give me 23, uh, to give me 20 home runs and nothing else. Like, it's the same. It's essentially the same thing as Vogelback. My biggest issue with Vogelback wasn't that he wasn't a good offensive player because there wasn't. was some value. Oh, they, well, well, he I got on base. The on base. Yeah. yeah so my base. issue with Vogelback is that he can't run. Yep. Had no position. Like can't field. Can't throw. Mm-hmm. And he didn't hit with power until so, the end. He had that little spurt at the end. Uh, Remember, okay. he got hot. Yeah. So like, is Vientos really going to be that much better than than Vogelback? Yeah. But hold on a sec. So you say that you wouldn't take what twenty? So you wouldn't take. So to be clear, you would you take twenty three home runs, um, OPS of eight fifteen this year from Vientos as a non fielder and as a non runner? Yes or no? How many homers? Eh, twenty three, twenty two, something like that. Nothing crazy. Twenty. Okay. But- because if you can I answer? Because if you say no, right? Then I would say, well, then why would you want JD Martinez? Because he's going to do. About I don't the, really want. He's going to do, but a lot of Met fans I, I do. Want he's going to do. Oh, okay, well, I got you on that. But a lot of Met fans are saying, go get Martinez, which I get to an extent because he's a sage, wise voice. He can have other mm-hmm. impacts on the clubhouse, which would be beneficial to the growth of the team. But if you don't want those kind of fairly nominal power numbers from Vientos, why would you want basically the same power numbers from a guy who's going to cost you fifteen million dollars a year? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Vientos is making seven hundred thousand dollars. Right, but he should, I want a ball player. I want. But JT player. Martinez is not a ball no, 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 player. No, I don't want Martinez. But he's you. but he's better than Mark Vientos. And you're, we're going. If, but not if Vientos if. gives you twenty three and eight thirty OPS. He's not better. Yeah, but that's not a significantly. Big if. That's a big if. Well, that, no, I got what you. What was his I OPS you last year? I, I don't have that. I know it wasn't high. Uh, I they mean, didn't play much. Uh, okay, so right, we're, we're hypothetical. If yeah, well, if, he's not going to have an eight hundred plus OPS here's this a, year. If Mark Vientos performed offensively like JD Martinez, then you wouldn't need JD Martinez. The difference is JD Martinez is, performs way better offensively. No, than no, Mark I, 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 I agree. I just throw that back at you because you said that you're not interested in those. 20-ish home runs and, you know, 8-ish OPS. And I'm saying you should be because that's okay. what J.D. Martinez right. would get. Okay, you. 2022, blind resume. 18 home runs, 59 ribbies, OPS of 793. Are you asking me who it is? Oh, uh, would you take I, that? For how much money? It Forget matters. the money. No, it's a million bucks, two million bucks. Yeah. Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, too bad it wasn't with the Mets. No, that was. It was, how com- many home it was runs? a combined season. 2022, that was a oh, combined they, season. Oh, when they acquired him, yeah. him and Ruff? Yeah. 
How many of those home runs did he hit with the Mets, though? Six. Yeah. Twelve of them with the Pirates. Uh, yeah, I get it. I The blind resumes are always, you do this with NCAA tournament teams. You saying, do this with it, quarterbacks in the draft. Just, I know. It, there's got to be. I you, just can't throw a 23-year-old kid in the garbage who I think can hit a few bombs. That That's where you and I right. differ. And I want to see and what he's got. Right, and then he, you got to throw him out next year, you throw him out. And, and the reason why I throw out a 23-year-old kid in the garbage is because he can't do anything else on the baseball field. BT and Sal on the fan. More your calls. Coming up on the other side, this weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 36 degrees, although it feels like 28. It's freaking freezing out today. The wind. It's nice. Couldn't even sleep. It's windy. It's cold. What? The sun, though, should come out late this afternoon, but the temperature won't go above the low 40s with the real feel in the mid-30s. Brr. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Mix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666 as we get closer and closer to opening day. Actual baseball, I'm starting to get more bothered about the Mets. I understand the direction. I believe in the future of Steve Cohen and David Stearns. However, there are moves to be made that can make this team better, more enjoyable to watch this season that are almost necessary to a certain extent. They know they need pitching. The Mets are aware of that. They may think that, you know, they're... See, one issue I think the Mets are having, they're overconfident in their starting pitching. They're expecting, and maybe that's because Stearns is new here. He doesn't see how it goes. Maybe he's learning a little bit with Kodai Senga. They're expecting the best of every scenario. Like, yeah, Severino. They look at him as peak Luis Severino, where we look at him as, eh, things could go sideways real quick. Or Manaya, same thing. They look at him as best Sean Manaya. But the reality is, maybe he's not. Well, I mean, I don't know that that's accurate. I don't even know if that that's fair. I mean, we don't know if they look at them as peak, but they might not look at them as basement. I mean, the answer could be somewhere in the middle. They're they're basing it though on the info and data bullcrap yeah. that they have. <laughs> as a po- it, 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 some it, of that matters, Sal. Yeah. I don't think all of it's bull. I yeah. really don't. What so? What do you think is bull? At like pertaining to Severino. Why do you think the Mets are foolish in believing that he can have a big year? No, I think he could be okay. I okay, think he could be so good. then so do I. Right. I mean, he was throwing batting practice last year. So assuming, he was also tipping pitches yeah, well, last assuming year. That, assuming that it's the tipping, then okay, maybe he'll be better. But And those guys could be okay, but look at that rotation. Severino, you're talking about Minaya, you're saying it's going to be the worst ever. 
You said that yourself. I said it has a chance to be. Yeah. But I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I said that before. You I can't really... have that many question marks in a rotation. No, no I get it. But that's not. They, they're not going to be good. So nobody's having that debate. No, but they think they are. Well, but they also. It's. I don't know. Well, listen. They're not hoping to run out five. You know. Double uh, A pitchers out there and get their brains beaten on a daily basis, but I think what they're doing, you know, from very very practically, is saying, okay, we are miles away from being the Dodgers or from being the Braves more directly, or even maybe not miles from the Phillies, but you're ways off from being the Phillies too. And I think that they understand that there's a, a real desperate pressing need for a recalibration, if not a complete overhaul. Like I, I they know that. That's why Stearns is here. That's why Cohen's not spending money after average or slightly above average talent. They need to find out what they have, get rid of the bad stuff, and keep hoping that the kids they brought in from other organizations pop. Steve is calling from East Meadow. What's up, Steve? Steve, hey. Hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks How are you? Hey, Steve. Real quick. I can't stop thinking about how no one has signed Trevor Bauer yet. Hmm. This guy came on your show, talked a big game, he, he seemed genuine to me. Like, he's fixed himself. I understand he had a lot of the nonsense with the, you know, off-the-field stuff and the whole, all the lawsuits and everything. I get he's got one still pending. But even before Sangle went down, David Stearns can't not be looking at this guy and take a flyer on him when we're giving $10 million to Bader. You, you, can't, you can't give this guy a one-year deal with an option for, like, $10 million and say, hey, prove yourself to us and we'll keep you for next year, especially if next year is going to, supposed to be our year to perform with all these new kids coming up, to like, just like you're saying, Sal, to improve the pitching they have no a interest little in bit him. for this year? They have no interest in him. Hey, you know, we could, I, say, I, we could say that for Bob. I'm just telling you the, the reality. Both the Mets and the Yankees, and by the way, it doesn't seem like anybody, as we suspected, doesn't seem like anybody's yeah, going to take a flyer on Trevor Bauer. doesn't mean it's right. It just means it's the reality of the situation. Uh, he was in studio here. I felt good about where he was at. You know, again, I don't know all the details, but we could go based off of what we know. Yeah, we had him course. in studio and talked to him, and thank you for the call, Steve. You need pitching. He's a guy that's not going to cost you anything. It's it's more than that. I was informed that, you know, it's not like the Mets and Yankees didn't hear Bauer on with us. They heard it. Of course. And I was told it did nothing to... From the Mets' perspective. Well, no, from both. From both. Well, then they're both missing the boat. Because I disagree with both both of them. You know, Trevor Bauer was never charged. I don't even want to get into Bauer too much just to address yeah. the call there. Never charged, never arrested, never had a grand jury convened against him. Those are facts. And he could help you win as far as being a good pitcher. That's also a fact. Yep, and the other fact is there's going to be two, three, four days of intense PR blowback, which I understand. And if you're prepared to deal with that organizationally, um, then... You know, you you make the move. If you think you need him, you make the move. If you're not sure, you don't. And I would sign him. Here's I've the, said that from day one. Here's the reality. They're not going to. No, I know it's not. It's not even worth the conversation. So you guys could call and, and, and bang the drum. It's not happening. No, I hear you. Neither team is going to sign him. Yeah, that ship sailed for me about a couple of weeks ago. I thought there was a little chance, you know, certainly after he was on with us and He's very contrite, and we'll let you judge for yourself. I mean, if yeah. you think he's a complete, you know, filth ball and you want no part of him, I respect that as well. But the answer is probably somewhere in between. I did a lot of homework, as did Sal, before he walked in the studio. And there was video evidence to me. There was a lot of stuff, text, digital stuff, that I would sign him if it was my team. But nobody has. Rob is calling from Westchester. What's up, Robbie? Hey, guys, how we doing? How are you, Rob? 
I'm good, guys. Long time caller. I call you guys every few weeks now. You might remember me, you might not. I'm the Red Fox uh, Marist Walk-On. Uh, oh, nice Robbie. Stuff. Hey, we're looking pretty good so far. Dunn's doing a nice job with the basketball team. we got a big one with they Fairfield are. coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yep. sir. The coaching staff is great. They they really revamped that. They got some great recruits coming in next year. I love heard, it. So. Love yeah, it. They're doing good. Hey, uh, I want to a little bit piggyback off with the, the last caller in regards to our pitching here, guys. Like, I saw you. I was just cracking up. The reason I'm calling is because you said, and it's not you. You're saying what you think the Mets are thinking is. Oh, I think the Mets are going. They think that we're going to max out these guys, right, dude? This is a dangerous year. Like I watch the Mets every year. This is as bad as the pitching's been, and the fact that there's guys out there that we still have not gone after. That's wise. I mean, I don't know what. What do we expect this year? Is this just a giant L? Or, and we're making pretend it's not going to because we're not. These guys don't want to upgrade. They're letting the ship. They're letting the ship sail by. We don't want to upgrade. What do you guys think? Yeah. I think you're gonna be bad, and I think you need to, honestly. I, I think you need to brace for it. Right. But I think that you need to understand before you become really good, you're going to have to go through this 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 level of badness. It's going to be painful the short term, but should be productive in the long term. It's exactly a, what I think. A part of me understands and tried to accept that, but as we get closer and closer to the season, it's bothering me because there are. Even if it's a minor move to be made that can help the team. And I guess Jordan Montgomery's not a minor move, but we don't know what kind of contract he's going to command. And for the Mets, it wouldn't make sense to give a high AAV for one year. You're not going to do that. So you'd have to have maybe higher AAV in the later years of, let's say, a five-year contract and have it deferred to make it fit under the luxuries. There are ways to make it work if they wanted to. Now, maybe they just don't value. Maybe Stearns doesn't like Jordan Montgomery, period. But they do need pitchers, and the reports were that they looked into Michael Lorenzen and Julio Tehran. We had Will Salmonon of The Athletic on Baseball Night New York yesterday, mm-hmm. and he goes, he's the one who had the report about Michael Lorenzen. He's like, oh, it's not likely to happen. But in the event of another injury, the Mets would look, I'm going, oh, you think? Oh, you think if in the event of another injury, they actually go out and get somebody? They don't have anybody. Somebody's got to pitch. Oh, if somebody else gets hurt, then they're going to go out and get somebody? And even that somebody's going to be like a Lorenzen. It's not going to be... Jordan Montgomery, it's infuriating to sit back and watch a team that you know has a ton of resources that they can upgrade certain positions. They bring in guys that are fringe minor leaguers to add depth or whatever, mm-hmm. and they leave the better guys out there on the market. It's it's infuriating. You, you tried to walk me off the ledge yesterday. I was I was ranting and raving about the Jets, and I thought that you know Joe Douglas' press conference really mm-hmm. registered a zero. That that set me off even more, but. You tried to reel me in a little bit. I'm going to try to reel you in a little bit now at your Mets. Okay. All right, just answer me yes or no. Do you like your first baseman? Yes. Do you like your second baseman? Eh. I'd so, trade him. McNeil, you're you talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd trade him. Do you like your shortstop? Yes, love him. Okay. Do you like your third baseman? No. I hear you. Do you like your catcher? Love. Okay. Do you like your right fielder when healthy? Yeah, it's a big... It, yes, I like, like him Marte? when healthy... Uh, yes, I like him when healthy, but do I think he's going to have an all-star type year this year? I don't. But he's going to be better than we had out there last year without him. But I mean, do you, do you like him enough to at least just get get behind okay. a, a fairly okay. productive year? Sure. Do you like Kimber McNeil more? Marte. Okay, so then I'm going to give him a check. All right? Do you like your left fielder, who used to be your center fielder? Love Nemo. Okay. As you should. Do you like your center fielder? Well, I like that he plays defense. I don't trust that he's going to stay healthy. Half a check? Yeah, Little half. pop, better? Yeah. Okay. Do you Solid like your, move. Do you like your closer? Love closer. Okay, yeah. okay. Do 
Do you like what? I actually like the bullpen as a whole. Let me get there. So do you like what sets up before you get to Edwin Diaz? I do. Okay. I agree. You should. So let me get this straight. Now, I'm not trying to convince you of anything that's not going to happen, but you love your first baseman. You love your shortstop. You love your catcher. You love your left fielder. You love your closer. You love your bullpen. Which, by the way, the bullpen probably has as much influence on anything to do with the baseball season, Mm. especially now where there's everybody's out there, you know, five innings and take a shower. I at least gave you a situation where there's a little hope. Right, but I hate the starting rotation. And by the way, the guys that you don't like, like you're you're, eh, and I get it, eh, on McNeil. McNeil can hit 310. It's not like he's incapable of it. But he's not going to hit 210. We're going to save that for Pete He's or somebody else that could do that. Oh, well. I mean, I hate All the rotation. Right, I mean, I'm trying, dude. And I, I also, I, again, I appreciate that. I mean, look, as you're going over it, I'm like, uh, but it is also an individual-based thing. Do I love them as a team? That's a different answer. And I don't, which is maybe why I would trade McNeil and try to change that core up a little bit. Tom is calling from Beth Page. What's up, Tom? Hey, guys. Two points on the Mets. Number one, I don't think either one of you would argue with me that in the last 30 years, the two best iterations of the Mets were the Steve Phillip Mets in 97 through about 2001 and Omar Minaya Mets from 05 to about 08. And what they did when those teams had their building blocks is they they signed Olderwood year one, Piazza year two, Ventura year three. Stearns has to do something like that, and he's not doing it because – if they expect to win the World Series in 25 or 26, they should have signed a Bellinger this year for three years, $80 million. It's not going to kill their payroll, and that could have been building block A, and then Soto and Glaber Torres. Hold on, Tom. Let me, po- Tommy, let, me poke a little, let me poke a little hole in this. So you say, you know, if you want to win the World Series in 2025, you should do one of these moves that Omar or Steve Phillips did. Did Steve or Omar win the World Series? But they were damn close. I understand. You know no, I understand. You- no, Tommy, I, and those Mets teams were good. But I think specifically with Omar, more, more so than Steve, when you look at a young Wright and a young Reyes, the Mets, I, I, you have that now, Reyes, but you don't have that other young second guy yet. I think once. Well, the, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. It's okay. You, but the, the, but the other young guy could be Pete Alonso because you had him. This He's whole almost time. thirty, He's, dude. What do you mean young? No, but he he's their David Wright and Reyes with this iteration. He's the guy that they had since day one. Yeah, he's but the, no, but you got to cash in on that when he's in the twenties, twenty five, twenty six. My point is, and, and I like Pete. Pete's a good player. I'm not saying he's not. Thanks for the call there, Tom. What I'm saying is, you make that power move when you have clearly two, ideally three young ascending, you know, multiple tool players. At the major league level, not us saying, well, we think this guy could do that and Jet Williams could be this and Gilbert could be that. And maybe this happens with Mauricio when he comes. No, no. I mean, proven studs like you had in David Wright and Jose Reyes. Then you go out there and you accent the roster. Right. That's how you do it. And they're not there yet. I know. Which is hopefully the plan Next off, there we go. We're getting somewhere. Uh, I get it, but it doesn't mean you can't add a piece now that might help you next year. Where I think that Jordan Montgomery would be that. Pat is in Highland, New York. What's up, Pat? Hey, uh, listen. I w- I've been listening to everything, and I was listen. Cohen doesn't have. He's got all the money everybody wants him to spend, but as a businessman, he's got to be. Uh, He's got to be a little bit on a frugal side because that's what he does. You have to, and I'm not saying being frugal, but um, in a in a negative way. But no, you say he's got to be he sensible. For, he brought Stearns in for a reason to like. All right, let's let's start 
bringing in the base, mm-hmm. and then bring, we will we'll bring in the base, we'll see what we have, and then we'll go. Then we can build. And that's the way the team should have been built. You can't go in and, like, like he did. He went in as a bomb. It's not a – this is not a uh, – uh, uh, well, he listen, you know, Pat. He, tra- he tried. It's just like haphazard. He, yeah, he he tried. Well, and I, I, I don't think he went in haphazard. He went in guns a blazing, spending. And thank you for the call, Pat. He went in guns a blazing, spending on big free agents. This is obviously it's a different, you know, general manager as opposed to Billy Epler. You now have, um, you know, Stearns in here running the show, so you got a, a different philosophy. But it also happens to coincide with the fact that. Cohen went over the or, or right to the luxury tax threshold. The Mets flopped a year ago. He traded some of those parts. So there's a lot of dead money there, and it is kind of a reset before then spending smart money next, you know, moving forward. But Cohen didn't know. He learned from his mistakes, maybe coming in and saying, all right, well, I'm going to throw money at everything. I'm going to go get this guy and that guy. And they tried to even get more with Carlos Correa, thinking that he finished yeah. a championship piece. So yeah. he's not cheap. He has shown even this year, in a year where you're trying to limit the luxury tax. They're going to go get Yamamoto. He's not cheap, dude. He's strategic right now. He's pivoted from being almost, you know, too, almost cavalier with money, and it didn't work out, but he tried, so you can't fault him for that, to now really, and I think, an obvious, aggressive, necessary pivot to, not frugal, to sensibility. You know, can I can I give you the plan? I'm going to actually, this is the road, this is how the Mets are going to actually win their first World Series since 87. I'm going to tell everybody right now. Since 86. Oh, pardon me, since 86. I wish I, 87. I, I, I messed that up. Jeez. I don't know. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> You should have won in 88. Maybe yeah, that's well, what I was thinking. Wait. I kind of split the difference. Yeah, right. Should have beat the Dodgers. Anyway, this is how it's going to go down. Stearns is going to ultimately draft and develop one to two big, strong, stud, flame-throwing starting pitchers. Yeah, when are we going to see that? Uh, it, it's, uh, when you win your work. I mean, three, I'm not four years down the road? I don't know about four. Maybe more th- in, okay. the, in the neighborhood of three. Okay? So that's the first thing. You're going to have two to three position players that, and and by the way, it could be Acuna, it could be these young kids now that they just traded for, but you will have two to three talented, all-around, toolsy players like all the great teams in baseball have, and then this is where Cohen has the ultimate flex. The next superstar, and you're not getting Juan Soto, I hate to break it to you, you're not getting him. The next superstar after Soto, when the Mets are truly ready to win, that's when the crown comes out, and that's when you get your guy. Like I, Gary Carter, yeah. like Keith. I, I I agree with the majority of that plan. And I could see it, and that's why I've been saying I believe in Steve and I believe in the plan. I believe the Mets are going in the right direction. If I could buy stock of any team in town, it would be them. But they are going to get Soto. No, that's the one. That's the they're one. Not. That would expedite the process of the crown taken from one side of town. You wouldn't even need a World Series. Though the crown would be, I'd shine it up for you. Forget about putting yeah. it on your head. I'd spit dry it for you. Yeah. I'd get that thing nice oh, and shiny. Oh, You're not getting Soto, that. though. You're not. Because you know what? So now now I, hey. I give you a dose of reality here. Yeah. As much as I, I give you the blueprint to your first World Series since 86, here's the reality of this season. Juan Soto's going to peek over. Oh, what's going on at Queens? Uh, I like their fans. Yeah, Cohen's got some loot. Ugh. Oh, boy. 73 wins. He ain't coming to Queens. Not happening. Here's what's going to happen. Are we doing the show from Yankee Stadium opening day yes, at, sir. at Yankee Stadium yep. this year? Yep. Okay, so we'll have fun with that. Do you think we're going to be doing it next year? We do it every year. I mean, right. God willing, you know, if we're here and, you know, right. we're of mind, right. sound right. mind and health. I and, got it. Yeah. Next year, I'm doing that show live from the Hard Rock at Yankee Stadium in the offseason following the Mets acquiring Juan Soto via free agency. Yeah. 
I'm walking into that Hard Rock Cafe and doing that show in my king costume. <laughs> Your king costume. I thought you were going to say Soto Mets jersey. You got to take well, it a step further. Well, it might be underneath there. You know what? I'm going to be wearing I'll the crown. I'll take it a step further. Some... Now, you could save this. Now, we'd have to really, we'd have to settle this logistically. Yeah. There's like, there's rights and there's yeah. radio yeah. legalities that I'll let the, you know, the, mm. the legal figure out. If Juan Soto goes to the Mets, I will broadcast from a chop shop <laughs> on opening day. Yeah. Or the BQE, or somewhere in Queen. I will. Act, I don't care if it's raining. I don't care if it's thirty-nine degrees. Remember when it snowed in the Yankees opener in '96 against the Royals? Yeah. Uh, hell or high water. Soto goes to Queens. I will do the show from anywhere. Oh, I love it, and I'm wearing that crown and cape and all that stuff. All right, BT and Tom, the fan. We'll get back to your calls on the other side. We obviously the World Series has concluded, but we will still play. You know, we'll have the baseball sure, card game. Sure. Game time without Boomer yeah. size. We'll open up a pack of cards, Love have some it. fun, get back to the regular season of yeah, things. I, I got Mitch to get back in the batter's box, dude. Uh, more of your calls on the other side as well. It's BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney Salicata back on the fan. What do you got, BT? Well, I, I think I got a call. There's, no chance. Take There's soon. no chance I'm taking Roscoe. You, you hang on the line no. there, Roscoe. No, we'll no get chance. To you at some point today. No chance. Roscoe and I used to get in the. Uh, oh, you know on, him. Is that what it is? So, yeah. so it's not about the topic. No, no, it's Roscoe's about... a troll. Yeah, he's a, I don't care about the topic. He's a oh. troll. He's a Yankee fan, Homer troll. You want to just take him here? Let's see. Yeah, okay, Roscoe. What do you got, Roscoe? <laughs> What's going on, BT? Change your mind fast. What up, Roscoe? I, where, where are we I going with this? Sal, my condolences to your to your, your uncle. Whatever's going on in your life. Thank you, Mexico, Roscoe. Appreciate, appreciate that. Stop, stop it, stop it, Sal. Though you gotta stop. You gotta stop mentioning my man being with your team next year because he's down with the Yankees right now. Man. Correct. He is down with the Yankees stop. right now, but he is also so down with talk, the Yankees for one year. To your famous producer. He says that I'm not allowed to mention that you're men- you're tampering. You're tampering <laughs> with a baseball player. Yeah. You're tampering, Sal. Yeah. Like, he's playing with the Yankees. Why do you guys all week keep bringing up the fact that he's going to the Mets next year? Because that's all they have, Roscoe. No, that's no, all they have no, no, right here's now. Why. Here's why. How long is Soto signed for with the Yankees? Why can't you answer a question? Like, is there something wrong with you? Can you answer the question? How long? Well, look, here, I'm going to answer answer a question, Roscoe. Juan Soto is a New York Yankee. You got him. Okay. How long is he signed for? He's not even signed. He's a free agent next year, buddy. Right. That's the point. Thank you. That is the point. He answered it. He did. With the Yankees. Well, no, he answered it incorrectly. He said he's not even signed. He is signed for one no, more year with the Yankees. Beyond this year. He's got the $30 million. I don't know what I'm talking about, but he's a Yankee. He will never be for a one year. He'll, he'll, probably, he'll probably entertain you guys, but he's going to be a Yankee for the rest of his life. And when we win How do you know that? 28 championship, Sal, you're going to celebrate with us. Here's what I'll celebrate, Roscoe. I'll be there opening day with you. Are you going to be out there opening day? BT and I will be doing the show from the Hard Rock. I would like to. uh, Can I celebrate something as well? You were right. Let's celebrate never having him back on the show. 
I that's mean, annoying. I told you. I don't. But hey, I, hey, I never way, heard the guy. By the way, that was one of his more mild calls. You had to deal with him at three twelve in the morning. Uh, oh, I, I can't take. I no. I actually banned him from the show. So he, here's <laughs> I'm the, thing. the pro. Yeah, well, God, he, I quit. Here's here's the thing with him. He's talking about number twenty eight. You've been sitting on twenty seven for quite some time, Roscoe. It's since two thousand nine, Roscoe. The Mets, the lowly New York Mets, pathetic little old Mets, even BC before Cohen. The New York Mets have been in the World Series more recently than the Yankees. Roscoe and Juan Soto. <laughs> Roscoe. Whether you think he's going to be, look, he might be a lifelong I don't know. I believe he's staying put. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not arrogant enough but, to say that it's a done deal but, because he's, it's it's not done. Right, so we don't know, right? I could say he's going to sign with the Mets. You could say he's going to sign sure. with the Yankees. So what else? Just, what, what do you expect? What else would we say? But let's just deal even with the facts. Even though we both believe that, yeah. The facts are. He's not signed beyond this year. He's going to be a free agent. Yes. And the facts are the Mets can at least be in the dance when it comes to finance. Sure. 100%. That's it. That's yeah, all no, I'm I agree with that. I think um, I think optically it's going to really damage the Mets' ability to sign him because I don't think what he sees this year in Queens is going to be remotely appealing as a long rebuild. But the one thing, he already does have a World Series ring. So, I don't know. I can't. It's just a guess. Like, you think about, like, you know, A-Rod had to finally break through. And all these guys who, you know, knocking on the door. You know, Ernie Banks never played a postseason inning. The great Mr. Cub, shortstop, first baseman, Ernie Banks. Like, I think it's less pressing in baseball. Basketball, all you hear is, oh, this guy, no championship. Oh, LeBron doesn't have as many as Jordan. Oh, this guy, Kevin Durant, you got to win one without, without, uh, without the Golden State crew. Like, it's more amplified in basketball, less important or processed in baseball. But that doesn't mean that it's not processed on some level. So if it is processed a little bit, provided the money's all set and the money's all even, Juan Soto can at least say to himself, I'm already a champion. I've already got one world. Yeah, like two and three. Then even more so than he wants the most money. Well, 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 I'm saying if the money's comparable. No, I'm I'm actually trying to create a path just to be fair, maybe to Queens for you guys, because the money's going to be comparable. You know. Cohen's going to blow him out of the water. Hal's going to be right there, and we'll see if that's the case. But if he is, maybe he's more open to a rebuild than maybe I suggest sometimes because he already has a World Series ring. So it's a different clock that he's on. He's a champion already. BT and Sal on the fan. Paul is in Newark. What's up, Paul? Be a two time champion. What's going on, guys? How you been? Paul, what's up, buddy? What's up, Sal? Sal, I love you, man. I agree with you. Mets should actually go after JD Martinez and Montgomery. But. You know, it doesn't seem like they're going to do it this year. I I agree with what BT's saying. They're going to do the whole rebuild, see what's going, what's ugly, what's, and throw it out and go from there. But just for this year, we don't want you to be disgruntled throughout the year, you know, arguing with BT about the Mets hmm. and the Yankees. So as we quote, you know, Craigie, we got to open up the church. And BT, I need your help here. Well, I'm, need- I don't like what I'm hearing, but continue. <laughs> We need uh, to open up the thing for Mets fans for Yankees. No, not, no, no, that's not happening. No chance. Now, now, thanks for the call there, Paul. Appreciate Mets fans you. for Yankees. No chance. We love Craigie. That's Craigie's bit, number one. And well, Craigie could come back on and welcome me in. I could, but your partner won't, won't acknowledge well, you as a Yankee you fan. Wanna, I mean, no, I'm going to be I mean, I, 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 You're a grown man. I'm not going to say I don't know, but I, I will not acknowledge you as a real Yankee fan. But if no. I don't have a Mets season to look forward to. You'll be the biggest fraud at the station, and you're among the le- you're least fraudulent. If You... Or if, not allowed to do if that. If I don't have a Mets season you. to look forward to, maybe I could be 
a Mets fan for Yankees. You could, but you're already an Islander fan and half a Ranger fan. I mean, do you want to completely change who you are, dude? I, I understand the hockey's I don't a little. Know who I am anymore? You know, I'm tired of rooting for losers. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. I basically begged you, Ken Cohen. I was on my hands and knees, literally in this studio. Begging you for Yamamoto. I understand that there were certain circumstances. Maybe you couldn't get him. But then you got nothing. No Yamamoto. You can't even get Montgomery. The Yankees get Juan Soto. I'm a month away from dealing with this guy for the six months of the Yankees seven. chasing a Regular champion. Regular season included. Yeah, exactly. Seven with October. Dealing with BT. Talking about his Yankees. Juan Soto. Aaron Judge. Breaking <laughs> records. Garrett Cole. And I got to watch Luis Severino and Mark Vientos. I'm about to break, and we we're a month away from opening day. I know what's coming. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I, I listen. I'm not. I, I don't think that I'm. The, I, listen. I'm not the arrogant Yankee fan that you sometimes make me out to be. I'm a confident Yankee fan, but I, I am probably a little more humble than you think. But out of respect, not nah, who are we kidding? We're gonna destroy yeah. each other this year. I know you it. cannot be. It, listen, you, I'm not, not even gonna waste time on the show entertaining the thought of you becoming a Yankee fan. Well, it's, not, it's not a Yankee a, fan. It's not something I, you can become. Listen, well, you know, for the yeah. year. Like, you know, you're not a, you're not allowed to rent that. No, you... But I can root for them. Uh, you can't. Uh, again, I can't enjoy them and watch them. Do whatever you want, do you but want I'll, lose, I'll lose respect for you. I don't have what else to say. How about this? I'll lose respect for you. I, I just had I a better idea. I will never look at you the same. I just had a better idea. Instead of Craigie's bit... Mets fans for Yankees. We we put that in the past. Yeah, Craigie. that's in the Hall of Fame. That's 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 been retired. I what? was once anointed a member of a famous committee that a legendary talk show host on this station started. A committee. Yes. Okay. So it doesn't seem like something that Francesca. Was this no. a doggy thing? This is a doggy okay, thing. Okay, I knew it. Just it doesn't seem like a Francesca. I was thing. a member of the committee as a caller. Yes. I was a member of the committee as a behind-the-scenes worker. Mm-hmm. If I can produce Mad Dog on this show to give me the approval to bring back the crack committee, mm-hmm. would you accept that? That is for Yankee haters. Or if you're not familiar with it. Dove, you remember uh, the crack I, committee, I, of course. I remember. I, listen, I would love to have Dog on. I, I, I actually have a feeling that I would tag team with Dog and we would pummel you for wanting to do this. No, 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 Do- no. Doggy, this no, is no. I, I know it's Doggy's idea, but the crack I, committee. We're just extending. I understand what it is. I, I remember the disciple. beat. I remember. No, yeah. I remember this now. I, I am remember a disciple of Doggy. I, I understand on that this. Show. No, uh, you, get him on. I think that he will come in. Oh yeah, the committee. Yeah, okay. You don't and think Dog would give me the blessing? I get in Dog's ear and get to the root and the heart of who you are as a sports fan. He will not have it, especially given his disdain for the New York Yankees. If well, it was a Jets thing, why wouldn't, thing, why wouldn't he then want me to? Why he then want me to carry that over? I just don't think I I I don't think he wants it. I think that it applies to certain things. Given him, given you, and given the team at play, I think even he has. Limits it might with be this time to committee. bring back the crack committee. Bring him on. You know, the Yankees have been kind of dormant. They haven't been. Maybe a I'm dead. Since Maybe I'm off base. Maybe I'm misreading it. I don't, I don't know Chris particularly well. I mean, I know him. Say hi and buy at Super Bowls and stuff. I know him a little bit. I don't. I don't have a great. I, don't, I mean, I. I have no issue. Wasn't there a bell I just don't, there, I don't, though? I don't have a relationship ring with the him. bell every time a crack committee call? If I remember, I remember most of it as a listener. Yeah, not. yeah. So I don't know what he's going to say. I don't pretend to know Chris very well. Knowing the persona of Chris. Well, just you know that he hates the Yankees. I don't know. So, okay. In one sentence, explain this committee again. Just it's so just, I make sure it's I'm just a, the same thing. It's Go just ahead. a committee of, of... Of what? 
people who hate the Yankees. A crack committee, fans who hate the Yankees. Right, Dover? Bob Usler. Bob Usler was in the crack committee. Oh, who hate the Yankees. Yes, yes, yes. Crack committee. Again, this is anti-Yankee. Oh. Doggy, remember, Doggy. I'm sitting there saying, I'm thinking. I'm wondering why you were thinking I, I, you're going to go against me I here. was yeah. confused there. No, no. Doggy started the crack committee, which is a... A you know group that was a coalition of, of yeah, Yankee and, haters, people exactly who are right. jealous. You know, and they had nothing exactly else to do. Right. Form coalition this of Yankee haters, tiny committee of weakness to try to rally against the greatness of the Yankees. So I understand not, what it is. If now. you will not let me join forces, that's different. Of course. Then I asked Doggy his permission if we continue on the crack committee. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty four stops. He will obviously grant it to you because he hates the. Now I got you. He hates the Yankees. He will grant it to you. You think he would though? Uh, yeah, what oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. He would. Why wouldn't well, he? Well, it's his bad. There's you know. one problem here, Sal. Yes, you're part of you... dog's tree. You're part of dog's talent right. tree. Well, you have told us time and again you no longer hate the Yankees. I I don't. Huh? But it might be time to bring back some of that hate again, knowing that the Mets are going to stink this year, knowing that I got to deal with BT all year long, knowing that. You know, Juan Soto and Aaron Judge have a realistic, Gary Cole have a realistic chance to get to their first World Series in quite some time here. It might be time to bring back the crack committee. I'm all for it. Would he bestow the honor? I I think he would. I have to find out. He would open the gates for you. There's only one way to find out. Let's do it. BT and Sal on the fan. More your calls on the other side. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left. Throws left. Wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Now time for Game Time Without Boomer Esiason with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata. All right, so if you follow along with Game Time, it's a game we play every Thursday at 11.40. Last week we had a postponed Game Time uh, with the Baseball Card World Series till Friday. So the World Series has concluded and went to extra innings, as you saw last week or heard last week, and then maybe saw uh, on the video, uh, you know, the BT threw his notepad after losing a grueling, that was a grueling series and a grueling Game 7. So now we enter the regular season. And the plan here is to just have fun opening up packs. One week, maybe BT, it'll be you. One yep. week, it'll be me. Maybe yep. we'll get Hoff involved in certain things. Also, I want to start doing basketball, hockey, football cards as well. For today, we still have baseball on the mind. And this is from listener Jeff uh, in Westfield, who sent us packs of two packs of 1988 Don Russ. Oh, so that's going to go with today. 1988 Don Russ. We, have, we haven't done much Don Russ. And We've what we could do, and flair. what we could do in the regular season, and Hoff, maybe you could help us with this. Just keep like track of a high score, and the ultimate goal will be to get the perfect pack. Because oh. even in winning the World Series, well, it's 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 possible. I guess even in winning the World Series, neither of us has gotten perfect packs. We got I think ten out of fifteen, whatever it may be. So you, you could have yeah, a chance so to get a perfect pack here. It's like you throw it a perfect game. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, right, and like also it. just keep high score if you want to go. Yeah, because there's got to be some kind of competitive nature to it. But we're not going to do the head-to-head. But once a year, it'll be around Super Bowl once a time. Week, once a week. Oh, once a year. The head-to-head, me versus yeah, you the World specifically. Series, for sure. Best of seven. That'll happen every year got right it. around the Super Bowl time. Let's right. go. You remember these these cards that used to come with the puzzle piece? I don't remember 19... those. I was not a big uh, Don Russ. Don Russ. Okay. I like Don Russ. I didn't buy many Don Russes. Okay. And I wasn't really even buying cards in 88 at that point. I but remember this set very well. You do? I think the top cards yeah. in it were like Greg Jeffries, Mark Grace, I remember. All right, All right, here well, we go. I would get two for two there. They are not red. They are blue with like a red-black border. Okay, first one. How many one do you up. have? Let me know how many okay, you have. Let's see. One, two. Easy pack here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 
11, some great names. Oh, here. nice. 12, nice. 13, 14, nice. 15. I will say. Are now, you two, sure? Two, yes, I'm sure, Dove. 14, yes. 14? I am sure. 15. Four, 15. And I'm. I'm yes, yeah, Sal's two, a cheater. Two things. One, it's nice and smooth because Don Ross did not feature any gum. So there's oh, okay. not 30-year-old gum residue sticking the cards together. Mm-hmm. And I will say first glance here, I think you've got a shot to have a perfect uh, Get the hell out no, of no, here, No, no, you've dude. got a shot. I'm not predicting right, it. Wait till right. you hear some of these names. All right, ready? Uh, good. Alvin Davis. Uh, Alvin Davis was a, a lefty hitting, uh, I believe, Seattle at this point. Correct. Yeah. Alvin Davis, first baseman. He's a good player. Seattle Alvin Davis Maris. could hit Very a little good. bit. Yep, good hitter. Lefty stick. Yep, one for one. Jesse Orozco. <clears throat> Jesse at this point still a, a Met. That is correct. You got this a Met reliever correct. <laughs> Not Anderson. Anderson. <laughs> Leon Durham. Now, oh, now the... I don't want you to rush. I want you to just take your time. <clears throat> I'm not saying anything in particular. You know, take your time here. I no got rush. you. Leon Durham. I got you. Uh, Leon Durham, the bull was his nickname, yep. by the way. Had those big glasses yep. on, big imposing left-handed. He was, he was actually a pretty interesting-looking player. Uh, he was, I believe he was gone for the Cubbies at this point because Mark Grace at this point was on the scene in Chicago. I remember. Now, now remember, too, the cards. Remember, the cards are not necessarily the year. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's not right. Not that I'm trying to help you out. No, no, re- that, that's true. Here. That's true. Um, for whatever reason, <clears throat> that's true. That might actually change my answer. I remember him almost solely as a Cub. I'm kind of blanking on whatever team he went to next. So I think 87, I'm going to say, let me see, wait. That 86 team, when they got Rick Suckle, no. Uh, I'm going to say Cubs still. That Another is year. correct. Yeah, one more year. 1980. Maybe two more he years. He was with the Cubs. Yep, three for three. Okay. Leon Bulldorm. Chet Lemon. Chet Lemon was an outfielder. Uh, he was with the, I might get this wrong, actually. He was with the Tigers on the 84 team that won the World Series. I believe, I believe. At this point, he may have moved on to the White Sox. I'm going to say Chicago White Sox. Tigers. <sighs> Tigers. Tigers. Damn it. Good names so far, though, Very right? good names. Huh? Like this week in baseball, I can see all these guys in the montage. Me too. Jim Gantner. Uh, ooh, Jim Gantner was a brewer? Yes. Yeah, here we go. You didn't think I was going to get that, did you? This one, no, I figured you, okay. you might get that one. This one might be a tough one. <clears throat> uh, for me, it would have been a tough one. I don't know about you. Ken Gerhardt. G-E-R-H-R-T. I think he was a pitcher. No. Um, I'm thinking twins. I think I'm miles off on this one. Twins. No. Ken Gerhardt. I don't remember him. Baltimore Orioles. No, nope, was an outfielder him. for the Orioles. No, that might have been a name no, I missed nah, by. Not at all. Four you wouldn't have got a perfect one anyway. All right. Yvonne Calderon. Yvonne Calderon. Uh, White Sox. Yes. Yeah. I can still see what he looks like. Yeah, he had a little drip going, Calderon. Here's one that came up in Game 7 of the uh, World Series okay, last If week. I get it wrong again, no pads going through the thing. Scott Fletcher. <laughs> All right. I said White Sox. He is a Ranger Correct. at this point. Now I was going to say, too, Jesus. last week was game seven. It was 1987. Yes. A year later, still a Texas Still Ranger. a Ranger, yeah. Nelson Liriano. He was a pitcher for sure. Or a catcher. Wait, Nelson Liriano. Brewers? No. I know the name. No. Oh. Yeah. And, and, I'm getting some wires and, twisted yeah. here. Yeah. And I think because, wasn't there, who was the lefty pitcher I in like recent him. memory? Maybe Francisco, Francisco Liriano, Liriano for the Twins. Right. This is Nelson Liriano, is middle infielder. Oh. Middle infielder for the Blue Jays. I actually don't remember him. That was a rated rookie. Do you remember him? I do I remember, remember the name. Him. I don't know 100% if I would have gotten him. I remember the name. I and, remember. And the I remember uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Damaso Garcia played second yep, for the Blue yep. Jays in the 80s. Obviously, Tony Fernandez. I don't remember him. Alamar. All right, let's go. Six for nine. Casey Candell. Oh, 
Oh, it's another good dude, name. I haven't heard this yeah, in a long time, bro. Names. I love these. I, unless I'm totally flipping, I think he's a lefty hitter. I think he's a pirate. I almost see him in a pirate uniform. Casey Candell. Montreal. Oh, okay. Casey Candell. Was he a lefty hitter? Uh, I believe that he was. Let's like see alpha, here. Like, I think he was a lefty hitter. Uh, bat switch. You switch. I, I remember. Throws him. right, middle infielder. I do remember. Infi- him. Actually, infield outfield. Casey Six for Kano. ten. Got it. Carney Lansford. Oh, Carney was awesome. He was on the A's. No, yes. yeah, he's yes. on the A's. Yeah, he looked at me like. I'm what? sorry. No, I was just taking a pause right there. Seven for eleven. I'm taking what in a batting these, title. Carney Lansford. Taking in these names. What I love number Carney, Carney wear? He wear number five. Four. Four. Number four. four. Third go. baseman. Yeah, that awkward no, stance. No, I want a batting title with the A's. I remember using him a lot. You know, I would do the A's. I used to like the A's back then because they were great. I would do, emulate them in wiffle ball. Okay, who's their catcher? Terry Steinbach. Hey, remember he had the little grill over his yeah. face. He got hit in the face. Love those teams. Seven yes, I do for that. seven for eleven. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Danny Tarnable. Uh, Danny Tarnable is a royal, absolutely, yes. at this point. And a pretty good player. Then he came to the Yankees, and he was looked a little bit bigger, suspiciously. Where are we at here? Uh, eight for 12. Okay, so only three wrong. And I think you might run the table here. Let's Ooh. see. Steve Sachs. Steve Sachs, at this point, what, are we, what year are we doing? I'm sorry. 88. Dodgers. Yes, that is correct. When did he get to the Yankees? 90? Uh, he got to the, he was definitely on the 90 team, 80, I would say 89, 90. Okay. Maybe 90, 91. Yeah, he Sacks. was on bad teams. Hell of a player. Very, very um, good player. Good Ron- dude, too. I interviewed him a few times. Really? Yeah, he was... Um, I think I might have had him on once now that I think about I, he's it. He's the kind of guy, I thought he was going to be really intense, but he was actually a really good storyteller, like, from that era. He, he was cool. Uh, Ron Guidry. Uh, hold on. 9 for 13. Guidry's a Yankee. That's 10 for 14. Last one. Yeah. These are some great names. These are yeah, awesome names. Good pack here. It means Thanks nothing, of course. Along. You're yeah. still the champion. No. Thanks, thanks for sending along, Jeff. Get my so confidence fun. back, though, honestly. Yeah. I need, I need a, little, you know, a little massage of the ego. I don't want to pick my partner back up. <laughs> yes. Ellis Burks. Uh, Ellis Burks was an outfielder for the Boston Red Sox at that point. And I remember Ellis Burks making a great diving catch. Do you remember this play? I just mentioned this week in baseball, right? The opening montage. Ellis Burks makes a diving, sliding catch in the outfield. I believe it was, I don't think it was at Fenway, but he was definitely with the Red Sox. I think it was on the road. And he catches it. And it hits off his glove, and it kind of goes in between his legs, and he catches it with his legs. I'll never forget that's I, I actually that. in the open to this week in baseball. Ellis Burks, 11 for 15. No, 12. Oh, 12. Yeah. There Is that go. what you were saying? Hoff was saying yes, confirm 12, the 12 count. 15, I'm pretty I'm sure sorry. you got 12 of 15. That's a record. If I'm not, if yeah, I'm not mistaken. That's a record. Is that right, Hoff? That's 12. I got 12. I had 15 cards. You got 12 right, I think. I got 12. One, I got 12. Two, three, four. You got Gantner right, yeah. Five, I got right. I got him right. Brewers, 100%. Oh, no, no, well, no. Nelson Liriano has that ah. back. So you had 11 for, it's still still probably a high, 11 for 15. No, we, we didn't we get 11 in? I thought we got 10, but I'm not sure. All right, but anyway, it, it's individual starting from now, like good. just moving forward. That 11, was a great pack, bad. actually. I love those That was names. a really good pack. It does show you, too, it's the luck of the draw with these packs. You never know. Sometimes Dude. you get a no-name pack. Sometimes you get a good pack. Real fashion. You know, I yeah. forgot to tell you. So the day that I lost the World Series, right, yeah, and yeah, I flipped yeah. out, and it's on YouTube, <laughs> and I broke yeah. something like a complete knucklehead. Anyway, I walk into the gym. And I told you the referee, and they yeah. were just getting ready to start the game. So I was coming from my daughter's game to go to my son's game, and they were going to opening court, uh, mid court for the jump, right? So the ref says, "Hey, he didn't. He he loves the segment. He missed it. Yeah. He's like, did you win?" I'm like, I was so mad. I'm like, no. And I just kept walking. I didn't <laughs> expand, right? And I talked to him after the game, but it's funny. After the game that day, for the first time all year. What do the coaches give the kids after the game? Baseball cards. Yeah! I'm like, is this a concerted effort 
to just mess with me here? They, they haven't done it all year. Suddenly the kids walk around baseball cards. There's just something about opening up a pack of cards, uh, whatever it may awesome. be. That's fun. And you brought that pack, that box home for Colt. Did he enjoy it? I didn't it? give it to him yet. Oh. I'm saving it for a little special. Uh, I might have to. I like it. I, I might get in touch with the Easter Bunny, see if we can kind of swing uh, that in the, in the basket. I love cut. it. Okay. You, you know what it is? And you'll see. That as, was a, as, a box of 90 Fleer, and it, it hit me full after. Full box. Right, a full box, unopened, 1990 Fleer. And not only are they like, you could get Ken Griffey Jr., whatever. You know, some Yankees, Mattingly would be in there. Yeah. But they, each pack has a sticker. Those are cool that he'll like. Oh, like they'll the be on the door, I'm sure, pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, exactly right. But Dude, you got to be careful, man. You got to be, like, you can, you can give these kids too much. You yeah. can. Oh. Yeah, make them earn it. You know, if I just come back with boxes true. of cards and this and that. Tell and them you need, a, you need a three for four, a couple of earn, Well, no, no, you got to earn it in the classroom. Oh, okay. Close your work card on the field. That, that, you know, you, the classroom, you must earn stuff. Jerry is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Jerry? <laughs> Jerry! What's happening, buddy? You How are you, right? Jerry? Yeah. How are you? Pretty Can good. I ask Pretty the good. origin of that, that inflection every time you call? What, is that an overnight thing? No. What am I missing here? He comes on, he gives you the BT. Right, I didn't know if I was missing something. I got you, no. Jerry. I, no, no, no. I, I, I just developed a relationship with them, and I find them entertaining. Yeah, so do so, I. There you go. I'm going to help you out, because every time I call, it looks like you need a little therapy. But I was proud of you that you, you know, you... Uh, you exercised the demons by realizing that they were going to get nobody. When I called you early in the year and you hung up on me and called me a knucklehead. Now, with that being said, the Mets are going down the right path. Okay, let me tell you why. They need to see what they got. Okay, that's what they need to do at this point. You pick up the pieces and you move on. And as far as Juan Soto, you're putting your eggs in one basket again, like you did with Altani and you did with Yamamoto. And uh, when they fired uh, Buck Showalter, you should have read the writing on the wall. Well, Soto's still a possibility, Jerry, and thank you for the call, until he's not. I mean, Juan Soto, the reason why Met fans could have hope about him is because he's going to be a free agent and because he's going to want a lot of money and because the Mets have a lot of money. Now, does that mean they're going to get him? Absolutely not. They didn't get Otani, to your point, or Yamamoto, but it is a possibility, and it is going to be a fascinating thing to see how it plays out, assuming that he does get to free agency and see what's out there between the Mets and Yankees. We thought it was going to happen last year with Yamamoto, we got close, mm-hmm. but obviously, instead of Mets or Yankees, Yamamoto chose the Dodgers. Maybe that could happen again with Soto. Maybe he chooses one over the other, though, between the Mets and Yankees. It's going to be an intense summer. I mean, because the dissection of Juan Soto's um, satisfaction with the Yankees. And were, Alonzo. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But we've already kind of but dumped. We're already deep guys, in the Pete yeah, stuff, right. so we're, that's why, not right. to ignore Pete. But, yeah, absolutely, Pete. If, if they're 20 games under 500, they might trade him. So that story's never going away. But the Soto stuff, like... Think about the way the media works now. Everybody's digging for an angle. Everybody's prodding for a little information, a little nugget here, a little a little morsel of something to tweet to get some sort of, you know, affirmation that they are ahead of the or at least in line with what Juan Soto's thinking. The bottom line is most of the stuff's going to be erroneous. Most of the stuff, now I'm not going to call it a fabrication. I won't disrespect the few remaining true journalists in the in the sports world. But there are a lot of sensationalists out there. So there's going to be a lot of stuff, all right, and alarmists. A lot of stuff that we're going to react to, I mean, on the daily with oh, Juan he Soto. Liked a, yeah, he liked a picture of Pete Alonso. Like, think about it. Or oh, he's, he's one for 20 in the yeah, end. He's almost well. four out of five, and which is going to happen. It's baseball. 
So it's it's going to be wild, man. Strap in. Wild. Be, I'm ready for it. BT and Sal on the fan will come back. Hit you with the crown topic of the day on the other side. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 38 degrees and cloudy, although the sun should come out late this afternoon. Temperature won't go above the low 40s with the real feel in the mid-30s. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. York Sports Happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata, back on The Fan. Time to do the crown topic of the day. We started the show talking about the Mets, and while I'm understanding, doesn't mean I have to like it. I'm starting to get ticked off knowing that we're a month out from opening day, and the Mets acknowledging, this is what makes it worse to me, BT. They're acknowledging that they have needs by bringing in guys like Luke Voigt and Choi to be, you know, depth pieces for potential DH spot, and they they are rumored to be, you know, interested in, in Michael Lorenzen or Julio Tehran, so they're acknowledging they need an arm, and they don't even have to acknowledge. We all know that they do. And there are arms out there, and they're not doing anything about it. Jordan Montgomery is the specific one, but just in general, when I take a step back, and I do realize the plan, and I do still trust Steve Cohen and David Stearns, it, I'm, but I'm still ticked off about this year, not doing nearly enough to field the team that at least would get me excited about the 2024 season. So I was saying to Sal when we start the show, uh, you know, to me it's, it's very similar to trying to tackle something that on the surface is overwhelming. A project, a personal project that we could all relate to. Now, I, I love the grass. I've talked about that. I love I love shoveling. Sal doesn't. Maybe one of these days we'll get a shovel in his hand. Yeah, right. in New Jersey. Um I don't love cleaning the garage because, to me, the garage is the most overwhelming place in my entire home. Which bat has my son outgrown? Which soccer cleats are now too small for my daughter? What dollhouse does my daughter no longer want to play with? You know, what the, the, the paints are we, are we no longer using? What What's expired? It, it's just crazy. There's just a lot of stuff, right? Not to mention that's where my wife parks her car and then we've got right. other stuff. I mean, shovels and, and salt and, and things for the garden. It's just a lot, right? And if I was to look at that, say my wife's with the kids somewhere, garage, the, the garage is open in terms of cars, and I go out there, I crack a beer, and I'm like, okay, how am I going to do it? How am I going to clean? I got two and a half, three hours carved out. Let me organize this. And I just jump around with no order and no plan and no system. I'm going to be overwhelmed immediately. If I focus on, let me say, okay, before you get to the gardening stuff or the winter stuff, the shovels, Let's get to the sports equipment that no longer fits. If I start to do that, I can now understand what I no longer need and what is no longer desired. And that is what David Stearns is doing right now. He is walking into a very messy garage, assessing what's there. Right. And it's his job. He's standing there looking at all the crap. That's what he's doing. Walking right. in that garage saying, oh, my God, how am I going to clean up this mess? Correct. I gotta, and I got to wait for him to sit there and figure out what he needs to get rid of. Just do it or bring in something else that's yeah. nice. But, but You, you but, can bring in the nice new set of cleats or clubs yeah, before you get rid of the old ones. Uh, but he didn't put the, rub, the rubbish there. That's the difference. If it was like year three for David Stearns and all the stuff that you, don't long, you no longer want was his – like of his own volition, that's one thing. They hired him 
because he knows how to sift through some nonsense, and that's what he's doing. And I do think long-term, like, both can be true. I understand what you're saying, and I respect their plan and trust that eventually it is going to lead to sustained success with the smarts of Stern, with the finances and guts of Steve Cohen. However, both can be true where they can be smart and disciplined and also get a pitcher like Jordan Montgomery that's not going to hurt them long-term anyway. BT and Sal on the fan, our friends at Town Fair Tire, remind you that at Town Fair Tire, you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name-brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. John is in Staten Island. What's up, John? What's up, gentlemen? How are you today? How are you? What's happening, buddy? I'm doing very well. So I'm a huge Mets fan, and I agree with Sal to a certain extent, which rarely happens even though we both root for the same team. Here's my issue. They're making the mistake of saying they're going to go halfway. It's like in the NBA. If you're a middling team, it's no good. You know that. So if I were the GM of the Mets or the owner, I would realize there's no chance you're going to compete this year. I would get rid of Marte, get rid of McNeil, shed salary, but then I would reinvest that in an actual pitcher that we could have for a few more years. Because the reality of the situation is you lose Marte and McNeil, those are big salaries, which goes against the luxury tax, which you're paying double for. Yep. They yep. only they only score one or two runs a game. But well, they don't they don't average one down. or two runs. But the the offense listen, John. Yeah, I think that's a great point though. Thank eh, you for the call, John. It's an interesting point. I don't think it's entirely accurate, especially thanks for the call as well, John. How John started the point where he compared being a middling NBA team versus a middling major league baseball team. Can somebody identify the last middling NBA team that got to the championship? Right. I, I wait all day. There is none. Uh, we can have a conversation about including the 88 Dodgers who beat your Mets. That was a middling team. They weren't very good at all. And they beat then they beat the Mets who should right, have wiped the floor with the Diamondbacks year. a year ago and other other recent teams that overachieve. You can overachieve in baseball in a much more sustained way. You can overachieve in basketball during the regular season, but then it's superstar time and you're done. Right. It's not, it's not but, equitable. But the Mets last season, in the middle of the season, before the trade deadline, they had an opportunity to stay in it, get in the wild card, and go on a run like the Diamondbacks did. Yep. And would they decide? They well, said, that's you know your what? boy's fault. Well, it's well, not listen, David Stern's they said, fault. You know it's what? the GM who did nothing We're not gonna when he was here. It. We're not going to halfway it. We're going to go all in the other way yeah. and sell and trade off these guys. And they did that. And that's fine. And I thought it was, at, at first it was tough to swallow, but ultimately I said, you know what, this is going to be a good thing here. And then this offseason, they are half weighing it. They should look to change up certain things about this team, whether it is McNeil, I don't know what Marte's value would be on the open market, but you could make a case that they could have just said, hey, we're not going to be very good this year. They are basically telling you that. The owner has acted in the past knowing that if he's got a chance to win, he's going to spend. They're telling you they don't believe they really have a chance to win. They're going to see what happens. Field the team that might be competitive. Maybe they can make a wild card spot. Maybe they upgrade the team at the trade deadline. But they're they're basically saying, we know we're not going to be on the par with Atlanta or Philadelphia or the Dodgers, so we're taking a year off. They've said that. Lower the expectations. So then why not just really lower them? Mm-hmm. And then I wouldn't be saying, go get this guy or that guy. But they're talking playoffs. They're kind of half weighing it, and you could argue that they're one pitcher away from maybe being even more legitimate of a playoff contender. I get that, but it doesn't mean they can't pivot from this plan midseason. They could still trade Marte. They could still trade, you know, McNeil. I mean, obviously they could trade Pete. We'll see where that goes. I mean, that that's less desirable for most Met fans. But just because you start the season hoping to compete or thinking that you have a puncher's chance to hang around for a while 
doesn't mean that that's where you wind up. And if that's the case, then you can completely, you know, throw the previous roadmap in the incinerator and, and start over. I, I also think a lot of people miss one really important aspect here. Like, so if they were to do what what they're not doing, which would be to, like now, entering the season, get rid of Marte, get rid of McNeil, strip it down, take it on the chin, basically be a step above the 62 expansion Mets. I don't think that's good for the young players. Like, you have a lot of young kids who are going to be running out there a lot, getting a lot of at-bats and playing a lot of baseball. I'm not saying you have to win 90 games, but if you are just engulfed by this overwhelming stench of non-competitive baseball, I think that that really stunts and retards the development of these young kids. I really do. I think there's great value in young baseball players, even if you don't win a lot, being around some veterans who know how to comport themselves. You need that. Angelo is calling from Howard Beach. What's up, Angelo? Hey, uh, this is for BT. I, I first, one is a question, but I have to tell him how he unbelievably contradicts himself. 20 minutes ago, he was saying what a great plan, uh, what a great plan Stearns is laying out for these Mets, how good they're going to be down the road. Then after that, he says, if I'm Soto, I'm looking at Queens and I'm saying, ah, why do I want to go there? You answered that 15 minutes before How, you no, said no, that. No, no, Angel, let's take it. Let's take it step by step. You obviously didn't understand what I was saying. So, I am a believer in Stearns' vision. As a matter of fact, I think it's paramount. I think shortcuts would be so detrimental. So, I like what Stearns is doing. I do not think the Mets will be will be good this year. I've said that. I, so, when I say that when Soto takes a peek at Queens, he's not going to like what he sees this year. So, I'm not sure what right. you don't understand. But, but what about? No, you said he's going to – this is after. We're talking about not this year. We're talking about his future. He's a young guy. Yeah. So we're talking about his future, right? Well, okay. I don't think he's going That's to the Mets. Well, Andrew, you got to understand, when we talk about this, there's going to be a lot of hypotheticals that I've got to incorporate. No, Other... I, I definitely ahead. understand this. Okay. But one, one way you're saying, why would he want to go? And before that, you're telling what a great – you know, what a great plan Stearns is laying out. He's worried about his future. Number two – as you are, I'm a big baseball father, right? Yep. Your son your son is about to go somewhere, and he says, Dad, what do I do? I already won a championship. Now, we're pretending we're Soto. Okay. I already won a championship. I know what it is to feel like winning a championship. But now I got a chance to make history, get more money than I could ever dream of, where I come from, whatever I can do. What do you tell your son? Whatever's in your heart, son. Right, and what do you think is in his heart? I don't know. Winning another championship or taking all the money he can get? I, I, my, if I had to answer it for my son, I think my son would prefer to win a championship, also knowing that he's getting a boatload of money that has five or six generations taken care of forever. But that's my son. But don't you think that Soto having a championship in hand makes it a little more... I said that. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's, that that's a little possible. To, Listen, to, to chase the money instead, we're saying. Just no, so. no. To be willing to go through a bit of a rebuild in Queens because he already has the championship and the money's going to be comparable. Right. But I'm saying because he has the championship, like certain guys, if they're a free agent, and say, well, I could make more money here, but I could also get that elusive championship Correct. there. You're going to maybe go for the championship. Maybe the he, Dodgers, he, the yeah, Yankees. He's already got the championship. That's so what I, I said. Would, I would think money would be front and center. Well, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I can't dispute that. But what I'm saying specific to Juan Soto is that the money's going to be front and center no matter where he goes. If he goes to the Yankees. Like, it also depends on what kind of year he has. If he has a vintage right. Soto year, he's getting maybe 700 mil. What do you think will be his top priority? I can't answer that, man. Well, what do you think, if you had a guess? I mean, I don't know If either. I had to guess, I think that he wants to 
to get financially respected, interpret right. that, you know, however, right. you know, get the financial respect that he's going to. Show me the money. Yeah, show me the money, uh, and everybody's going to show it to him, so that's not going to be an issue. It's, it's coming. Everybody's bringing the bag, number one. Number two, I would think, like, if now, forget about my son. If I was playing, it's easier for me to answer it mm-hmm. if I was playing. If I'm Juan Soto, and I have a chance to play for the most historic franchise in sport, okay, the Yankees, and with an all-timer behind me for the next five years in his prime in Aaron Judge, I'm not leaving. Right, but if I'm Juan Soto, and that's your perspective. I mean, that's that's how I think I would process it, but I don't know. If I'm Juan Soto, I say, I want the most money. And if the Mets offer the most money, I say, well, this is a great opportunity to make this franchise, to get in on the ground floor, essentially, and make this franchise something special in this town and go head to head with the big bad I don't Yankees. think that's I think that that sounds really cool and I would be so impressed if somebody had the stones to do that. I I, I think well, that's that that's I, yeah, I got you, but you're also a Mets fan. No, I don't well, think that well, that but you're also a Yankee I, fan. So I, I agree. there's some people that hate the Yankees no, and I also but, made it clear yep. I wouldn't I want the most money. If the Mets pay me the most money. I, yeah, I but that's all we, yeah, well, but that's all under the umbrella of the money's going to be basically even. No, I want the you most. You think the Mets are going to spend $100 million more on Juan Soto? I think they might. There's no chance in hell they do that. There is no way, zero chance Hal's letting that go down. None. How? I'm, because he's going to match. You're telling me that, let, so let's say. I trust Steve Cohen to spend more money than I do Hal Steinberg. I, I'm not saying that, that Cohen's not going to spend more money. So I gave you last week like a good Soto season mm-hmm. and what the ramifications might be contractually. Let's do quickly a great one Soto season. You ready? Mm-hmm. Let's say I actually do not think he will fall prey to the short porch. You already spoke about this. He is so in the lab with his mechanics. He will use left field. I think his average goes up. So I'm going to give you numbers. I think he's going to hit. 309, um, 30, I'm not going to go crazy on the bombs, 37 home runs, 117 RBIs, OPS, almost 1,100. Yankees win 90-plus games, mm-hmm. and then you flip a coin in the world. In the, right. in the post. Okay. If he does that, he might get $650 million. Does that sound? Seven's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. not a pitcher. Okay, yeah. You agree, 650? Yeah. Okay. So you telling me under that situation where the Yankees win, he's batting second, judges going bonkers, he hits three oh nine with an OP and he, and he wins the MVP or he's second, mm-hmm. and and the Yankees are are a beast all year, which I believe they will. That the Mets will offer six fifty, and how will be at five fifty? No, maybe six. I still don't see that. Mm-hmm. I, I I'll give you that Cohen might come right. up two three well, five. Well, he's gonna have to. Well, sure. But it's not going to be the gap that you think it is to entice him to go to that yeah, team. Well, we'll but see. that's what I believe. I, I don't know. That's what makes it fun. We'll it's see. A, well, it's not for, for one of us, it's going to be Mike, fun. Mike, well, the chase well, will be fun. And it's going to end in misery for one of us. Mike is calling from me this season. Watching. Mike is calling from New Rochelle. What's up, Mike? <laughs> Good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking hey, the call, man. The WBCC inaugural banner will always be orange and blue. Con- congratulations, Big Sal. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very much. The World Series of Baseball card goes to me, the first one ever. You're right. We actually got to get a banner. I was thinking about some stuff. We are working on a, a championship trophy for it, so we will have it. This was year one of it. We'll I will take care of the it. trophy. We didn't even have a banner. I'll get back to you in a sec, Mike. Hang on one sec, buddy. I will take care of the trophy. <laughs> I'm the trophy guy. I will I will design. We will have a trophy well, with a nameplate on it already in Sal Licata, 2024 
baseball card, you know, the acronym World Series champion. And then when we play next year, if I win, I will have it, and we will just well, keep right, going. Well, let me ask and you it'll this. be in studio. Let me ask you this, though. Do you think a belt that would be symbolic? I like the trophy better. I like but the you, World but Series. But you don't even trophy. know my idea for a belt yet. Right, let me hear it. I'm sorry. I, still, I, I do like I, the trophy I wanna, better. I kind of want to surprise you, but it oh. would be something that would be specific to the baseball card world championship. So meaning China, that we can saying. having like baseball cards built into the actual fake metal or fake gold. I'll stick with that. Baby. I mean, that would be pretty sick. Uh, it's a An good actual idea. baseball card championship belt. <laughs> that, that you have the collage of cards in the center. Yeah. You have some individual cards, like let's just say, I don't know, Rick Anderson yeah. on yeah. one of the oh, center. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I like it. And then I like each it. year, you know, like I would be able to wear it this year. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday I could bring it in when we do the But I do card. like having the name yeah. and the year. Each so we, year, maybe right. we do a little hybrid there. Okay. Do the belt I'm with my ID. You got to have the name tag. Or we could have on the belt, maybe it says like, you know, Sal, like 20. In, in, no, you could get engraved yeah. inside the belt. Yeah, okay. All right. What about, about a bit? what about a what? Can't go for a ring? Well, yeah. well, for what? I don't wear rings. I'd rather I'd rather wear a belt. Dude, I have a ring. sick fantasy ring. So Do I got to show you something sick. You have a fantasy championship ring? I, I brought it to the GM draft, and I'm <laughs> flaunting that thing, baby. That's the champion's room. You stay outside, peasant. I got my good scotch right. in here. I remember all those lines when I, I got a championship you belt. Yeah. It's awesome. All right, go ahead, Mike. All right. I, I think um, BT was bringing out a really good point. Stearns is wiping the table right now of the paper cups and the paper plates, okay, which consisted of Vogel back and all this that we had to sit through last year. He's cleaning it up, all right? Next year, we're going to lay out the fine china, all right? It's coming, baby. All right, this is going to be his first big move. I can't wait. I've been watching the young studs. Sal, keep an eye. I know you don't like watching these spring trainers, but this kid Ramirez, man, everybody, since they got Williams and Acuna and everybody, Ramirez was the untouchable piece for the Mets. We weren't giving him up for anything, and I see it. This kid's like six foot, right-handed. He could throw. He could hit. Yeah, I don't even know who I, that I is, honestly. Ramirez, uh, right fielder for the Mets. I forgot his first name, man, but he's okay. been in there. Manny? <laughs> yeah, right, and let's Manny. Thanks for the call, Mike. We appreciate the kind yeah, you have no, You have no use for prospects. No, I'm no, disappointed. Spencer Jones, whatever, this guy Ramirez, I, whatever. Come I, on, dude. I'm a, I'm, a, ma- I'm a Major League Baseball watcher. When they get well, up so here. so am I. All right, in, uh, you know what? Coming back, I'm going to do something here because I've been waiting all week for it. Somebody sent me a ring too. Somebody okay. sent me a text the other day. Oh, what did I delete? I got to go back and get that. I'm going to do it on the other side because you talk about prospects and my love for prospects or my disdain for prospects. Yeah, I mean, so you my just, you I'm going to tell you what. It. I'm going to give you an example on the other side when we come back. We'll all continue right. with your calls as well. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Odell Beckham Jr. made the catch Ridiculous. with one hand for the touchdown. Wow, what a catch by the rookie. Ridiculous. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salicata back on The Fan. We'll continue with your calls on the Mets, 877-337-6666. So I said before the break that I had a list for you that we're going to go over, something we're going to do here as far as the prospects go. It's not that I don't like prospects. It's that I don't love them as much as you do, or maybe other people get sucked into it thinking every year that these guys are going to be guys. I heard it with Brett Beatty. I've heard it with Mike Pelfrey. I've heard it with Alex Ochoa, Fernando Martinez. It goes on and on and on. 
Now, you talk about Spencer Jones, okay? And now he's the guy that nobody could touch. He's going to be the next Aaron Judge. I know. All right, stop me where I've heard this before. I'm going to go over a list of some names starting from 1990. Oof. Okay? Actually, 19. I want to go back to 1988. Name back, wherever you want. This Yanks is where, or Mets? Or yeah, yeah, I'm doing just Yankees Let's here. go. Somebody sent me this. Actually, Gus. You know Gus Figueroa from yeah, SNY. he used to produce my show, The Wheelhouse. He, yeah. he, he Shout sent out me, Gus. He, the other day when we were talking about Spencer Jones, he sent me some text and goes, send this to BT. I said, okay, I'll do it when the time is right. The time is now right. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I like the, how you save it and plot it out. Go yeah. Ahead. So I, I told no, this I, won't work out favorably for well, Sal. It, Let me just take a guess here. No, no. It's not, it's, this is just factual. It, yeah, it has I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. And, and I brought this name, too. Maybe this is where it starts for me, being a young kid and having my uncle tell me about these prospects. And, oh, you got to collect this card. One of my uncles used to be obsessed with Sam Horn. Remember him from the Big Orioles? first baseman, Baltimore. Yeah, yeah exactly. I oh, Sam Horn. He was He's with the Yankees bought, for a second. bought like 100 of his rookie cards. Why? Uh, yeah, well, he thought he was going to be a stud like everybody else. Then my other <laughs> uncle, Hensley Mullins. So, Hensley yeah, Mules. I he was be so good. I collected his cards. Yeah. Guess what? So that was that the first guy. one. Hensley Mules. So I am giving you a list of the Yankees' top-rated prospects. This okay. is year by year. All right, gotcha. From their farm system. I believe most of it's baseball America. It's certainly or baseball prospectus, but I got okay. you. So these are the just, absolute just go number through. one top-rated prospect. Right. Got at, it. at that particular time. And if I have to add a little commentary or a little perspective, I will. Let's okay. go. Hensley Mules. Stiff. Bernie Williams. Amazing. Now, obviously, we're moving forward through the years. Of course. Brian Taylor. Injury, unfortunate. Derek Jeter. The man. Ruben Rivera. Uh, disappointing, highly. Nick Johnson. It was actually pretty good. He got hurt. He had, had a couple of good years with the Nationals. He could hit, and he could play Top first prospects, base. though. Uh, he, Drew, I liked him. Drew Henson. Yeah, but uh, he wasn't a good player. I mean, he was he was, no, okay Nick was actually pretty good. Yeah. Nick, look, yeah, but, you'd be surprised. Trust yeah, me on the yeah, numbers. Yeah. I'm more of a numbers guy than you. Trust Number me on the pick. numbers. I'm telling you. Yeah. Oh, can't trade Nick Johnson. No, no, I'm not saying oh, that. Nick Johnson's going to be a stud. Yeah, I'm just telling you. How many years he played in the big leagues? Nine. Did he play that much? Yeah. If I had to get... I do want you to fact we'll check. Have to do a little, let me I mean, get, you, you, get the uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'll give you Bernie and Jeter. I'm not giving you Nick Johnson. I'm not Johnson. saying Nick Johnson's a superstar. I'm just saying that you're sleeping on him like you always do when it comes yeah. time to make a point against the Yankees. So, and that Nick was 2000, Johnson, 2001. Nick, he went to the Nationals as well. Nick Johnson, baseball reference. Here we go. Baseball stats. Boom. Mm-hmm. All right. I said nine years. Let me see. Yeah. I was just a guess. Yeah. Uh, I know he Nick hurt. Johnson played. He was always hurt. Oh, my baby played 10 years. Okay. Okay. What was his career average? 270. Uh, not bad. Career OPS of 840. Yeah. Good fielder. Yeah. 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 How, what was his games played? Like uh, his... He had a lot of injuries, yeah, dude. Well, he, um, he got hurt a lot. Would you say he lived up to the billing of top pick? No. Okay. I well, definitely would not say that. But keep in mind, with well, the Nationals. The well, I understand. But he had 290 with the Nationals, mm-hmm. 291 with the Nationals, 289 with the Nationals, 295. All right, let's get to some of the good I, I, names. Well, you don't you like this one because I proved no, you wrong. No, well, and Nick I, was I, a good you, ball player. You just admitted. You said you think he's top pick No. Or not top pick, but like. But he got hurt. Solid major leaguer. You, you put him in a category of it. At least he was a productive Correct. major leaguer for a certain yes. period. Drew Next. Henson. Uh, better football player than baseball. Juan Rivera. It didn't work out. Deiner Navarro. Uh, yeah, that was somebody I thought yeah. was going to be pretty good. Uh, catcher, no. Okay, remember these names? Because I, I remember, remember every oh, one of these oh, names. Deiner Navarro. Yeah, I remember oh, every one. Juan now, Rivera. just let me interject oh. for 10 seconds. Yeah. Just be, and I, and I want to keep going. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting exercise. Just because these publications had them as the consensus top prospect for the Yankees, doesn't mean that I bought into the hype at the highest level right. of each one of them, to be fair. Right. No, Go I know ahead. that. Okay. Well, and just to be clear, is the Yankees' top prospect right now Spencer Jones? You know, I don't... Because Dominguez is, he is number up. one or two. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. I, yeah with Dominguez as All a right. pro, yeah, I would say one, yeah. 
Uh, let's let's go. let's go to the issue because I've never even heard of this guy. 2005, Eric Duncan. Oh, Eric Duncan? You never heard of Eric Duncan? Nah, maybe I did, but I forgot. Can I give you Eric? What Jersey kid. Oh, Eric Duncan oh. went to Seton Hall Prep. Oh, another local guy. You get all about these local yeah, guys. Yeah, dude. Because they, it, it, they yes, play, I do get the, excited. They ever play in the big league? I don't care where they come from. As long See, as that's good. the difference between me and you. You got no heart. I do have a heart. You have no sentimentality. I do have a heart I when mean, it comes kid, to certain things. The kids, you know, not far from where I live. It's a great Catholic school, which I went to. How many big league games did he play? I don't think he played any, but he was a good oh, lefty. But that doesn't okay. mean I can't root for the guy. Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes was was good, not what he should have been, clearly. Jabba Chamberlain. Uh, was terrific until he jumped on that stupid ch- uh, trampoline. And by the way, the Yankees also him ruined him. Yeah, I know. I agree with start, that. Relief, the, start, relief, start, relief. The midges. At, le- at least with Hughes and Jabba, you got some no productivity out of the major leagues. But still. No, they, short of what? Yeah, I got you. Here, here's one. Austin yeah, Jackson. Yeah. Outfielder. Yeah. I think they traded him to the Tigers. Yeah. yeah. He went on to Detroit. No, it didn't work out. This, this, Although he had a couple decent years for We'll get now into the more yeah, recent years. Yeah, So go. 2010. Mm. You know the Yankees top I, I Just tell was? me. I'm guessing you're going to tell me. Yeah. The, the next Mike Piazza. You remember who that was? Uh, off the top of my head, I do not, but I know I'll know the name. Jesus Montero. Montero. Good call. That's right. That was that long ago? Yeah. 2011, Jeez. 2012 was his last year. He Three years in a row, he was their top-ranked prospect. Okay. Can't trade him. Next okay. Mike Piazza. Right, How'd that go. work out? Well, probably more like the next Posada. Well, here's, you know, here's one. Run a little bit. Here's yeah. one I got to give Switch you. Hitter. Here's one I got to give you. Mason Williams. Outfielder, if I'm not mistaken, Mason Williams. Was he? Yeah, I don't remember him. Yeah, I think I was lying about that. You got to give you that. Yeah, I think he was an outfielder. Yeah, no, it didn't work out at all. Next, Gary Sanchez. Did it worked out? Then it didn't. We know the story. Next, Luis Severino. Worked out? Then it didn't. Next, yeah, yeah. Jorge Mateo. Didn't work out. Gleyber Torres. Productive major league. I mean, Gleyber Torres is a, is a very one, good but, major but, league but, baseball but, player. But, Come on, I'm not even a big fan. I, well, very good baseball productive player. Productive major leaguer, but. Not the. He's one of the best second basemen in, in, in baseball. Oh, I understand. We can that. nitpick if he's worth one fifty. Supposed to be shortstop. They trade. Who'd you rather have, Jeff McNeil or Glaber Torres? One hundred percent Glaber Torres. Okay. I told you. That. I'm just curious for different reasons. I got you. No, but Keep going. but would you say that he lived up to his expectations? No, oh, I'll tell you why though. Oh, there's a caveat. Only, Higher expectations. Yeah, but if he didn't start with the 38 home runs back in 2019 mm-hmm. and he had like 17 or and he built up to the 38 rather than the other way, you couldn't help but be yeah. disappointed based on the start and then where he is now. And he is good. Estevan Florial. Florial. No, no way. Jonathan Loisega. Good pitcher. Uh, very good. Yeah, He's but, good. They missed him last year. Who else? All right. now we're, Well, now we're up to, like, recent. Jason Dominguez. Stud. Davey Garcia. Stud. No, I'm just kidding. He's done. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. done. He, he, uh, he, he was a weird one, actually. Keep going. He was supposed to be good. I know. What I know. No, trust me. I know. No, can't trade Davey Garcia. I know. I, trust me. I got the, it. So, it was Dominguez in 2020. Yeah. And then Dominguez again. Oh, yeah. This is multiple years. It's different. He was no whatever. minor league baseball with COVID. So, right. you, had to, you know, you had to navigate that. Dominguez and Volpe. Yeah. One guy. I mean, Dominguez looks like a superstar. Granted, oh, they, wait, hold on. Let me finish. Come on. He looks like a superstar, albeit in an incredibly small sample. Volpe won the gold glove, mm-hmm. hit 20-plus bombs and 20 steals. I mean, right. dude, come on. But we just Spencer come, Jones right. is the man. Here's the point. So you say I hate prospects, and I say I don't hate prospects. I just don't believe it until I see it. We went back till from 1988 <laughs> with Bam Bam Mulan. Do you want to go back to two before that? Jay I'd Buhner. actually like to hear the names. Jay Buhner. Uh, wow, we traded him. Yep, I remember Seattle. Was, was that a Ken good. Phelps deal? Yeah, yes, right. Had Ken Phelps. Good call. Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Brad Ornsberg. Uh, catcher, if I'm not a pitcher or a catcher. Definitely. No idea. In 86. Wasn't an outfielder. A pitcher. A pitcher. pitcher. Yeah, I thought so. I remember him vaguely, yeah. Jose Rio in 85. Pitcher. He actually he went, went, yeah. went to the Reds. Yep, threw heat, man. He, yep. threw, he threw cheese. Uh, World Series in 1990. Keep giving me the last Wait, wait. Now we just turned everything to the baseball card World yeah, Series. Yeah, right. Now we just start the yeah. again. Uh, this is the last one because yeah. that's all that I got. Yeah. Ni- 1983. Was. Wait. Lee came up in 84. I'm going to give you a hint here. I at that point. No. I'm going to give you a hint here. Wait. I'm going to know the name. Rigetti was already up through the no, no. Uh... When I think was of him, it? I think of Oneonta Yankees. Bobby Meacham was before that. Oneonta Yankees. I think one of my uncles got me some kind of program and a flag pennant. I wish I still had Gerald it. Gerald Williams, rest in peace, Gerald, by the way, was after that. Oneonta Yankees, 1983. Oneonta. Give me a position. Outfield. Outfielder. Did not play in the major leagues. Oh, okay. Who do you got? I don't know. I mean, I probably know the name. Who? John Elway. Oh, the- Elway. Yankees were better. Based on this list, they were better drafted football players. John Elway and Drew Henson. <laughs> so the point is, we go back to 1983. Yeah, yeah. And of those top prospects, maybe three, maybe three, two yeah. definitely yeah. with Jeter and Bernie, maybe three have panned out to be what you expect. And you probably got four or five major leaguers in there. It's going back almost 40 years. All right, this is going to say, I get it. I, it's a very, it's the highest miss rate in all of sports because there's so many things you can't. When you draft the uh, six we, we don't even want to do the Mets list. I mean, that's right, that, that, when we need some last one day, we'll bust that thing out. Trust me, that is uh, already mentally noted. Uh, that will be out right. at some point. You know, you draft some six foot five stud from Texas, first baseman, lefty, probably a pitcher as well, throws 93, 94, but really a, a hitter. And you think he's going to be the man. And then you give him a piece of wood instead of metal, and you go uh, 700 miles from home at a high A ball. With grown men from all over the world, you don't know. But that's the it's point. A, I, no, no, I, I, I give you that. Of course. Here's the difference, and this is going. Listen, this is going to sound arrogant. I don't mean it to, but it is what it is. So, there are publications, okay, and and I respect them. All right, and then there are eyes, my eyes, yeah, that I rely on yeah. with baseball more than any other sport. Okay. And and I know a lot of these guys were hyped up. I remember watching Hensley Mullins and saying, this guy can't hit a curveball, man. Even when I was young. Right. Mike Blowers can't hit a curveball, right. dude. Right. I'll throw other names at you. I won't because we got to get a break here. I look at Spencer Jones because he's the most recent mm-hmm. one, and obviously Dominguez, and I see quick twitch. I see explosion. I see different traits. And that's what gets me excited. doesn't mean they're, they're both going to pop and be Hall of Famers and get retired numbers and money. Bark, it means they're a little different than Florial. Yeah. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Kearney, Salakana, back on the fan. We'll continue with the calls here, 877-337-6666. I just got to bring something up real quick. Obviously, a good baseball day here on the show. But so yesterday, we spent a little time on the Jet stuff. The day before, Shane, both Shane and Joe Douglas spoke at the Combine. So a lot of Jets and Giants topics. And one of the things that pertained to the Jets here was the residue of McCall Harbin's comments, right? About how the Jets are basically dysfunctional and they're a clown show. Now, that's his interpretation. He seemed to be completely disconnected from even wanting to be a decent, let alone a good teammate. So that's being what it is. Sour grapes, okay. 
Can I really tell you, and I believe this, like I mean this, man, the NFL needs to launch the most thorough investigation that they've ever launched on anybody, going back to Spygate and Calvin Ridley betting, if it, as it's been asserted, and I know that some of these tweets have been deleted, but if McCall Hardman actually leaked the Jets' game plan to the Eagles and the Chiefs, as, as several people have corroborated on now, he's got to be banned for life. I actually would rather, I would rather that, I would rather somebody bet, like Calvin Ridley, bet $10,000 on his team at that point, the Falcons to win, or the over in a game, and I don't want that either, but compared to a pro leaking information about what you're about to do to another team? The more the more shocking thing to me from that whole thing was that the Jets actually had a game plan. I think it's much... A do about nothing. Oh, honestly. I don't. We disagree completely. We don't even then. know if it's factual. No, uh, that's why I say and you have the to way, launch the Jets, it. In... The Jets won the game that he's talking about with the don't Eagles. Don't care. Principle. That's yeah. why I'm saying you launch the investigation. You don't just throw out this, oh, yeah, you're suspended for the year or you're banned for life. But, I mean, you talk about the authenticity of the NFL as it applies to gambling like and referees and all the things that fans complain about because they think some people think, oh, there's a script, or oh, you know, they want mm. this team because the ratings pop and all that stuff that we always dissect and go through each year. If you're a football fan and there's a guy who allegedly, allegedly took the game plan and literally, allegedly gave it to the opponent, that guy can't play in the NFL for at least a year. He's got to be banned for a year. Must be. What was the timeline of of these events, though? So he was obviously still with the Jets yes. for, for both those games. Did they cut him immediately afterward? Like it's on the team to me to punish him as hardly as as harshly as they can. They didn't know that it happened allegedly. Like this came out after it. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't Sauce have so, a tweet? Sauce about that? tweeted it and then he deleted. He had the that tweet yesterday. No, he deleted it yesterday. No, no. But I thought that there was a, a tweet earlier. I don't know. About, no, no, not about the leaking of the game plan. Not to my knowledge, that I was thought that there was. Sauce. I was trying to follow along with Connor Hughes tweeting about it, and he had some info on it. I, Connor's good. I, so. I know what you're saying. It's a, it's a. Oh, it's a horrendous look. Yeah, it's the worst. Unethical. Form. I mean, dude, it's a well, low life move. How can you be a worse it. teammate than that? But Again, we don't allegedly. even know. We don't even know that he did it. I saw. I'm saying allegedly, and I don't, and I don't think it mattered. Anyway. I think it does. It just shows bad character in a guy. Uh, yeah, this is from Connor. He tweeted this uh, about 11, 12 hours ago. Yes, I'm told that these are. Uh, that there was a validated belief from the Jets that wide receiver McCole Hardman, uh, frustrated by his lack of usage, lacked game plans to the opposition, as implicated by several players, Sauce Gardner, Kenny Yaboa, the tight end uh, today. Not just the Eagles game, but also the Chiefs game. Uh, I mean, so it started getting well, a little they, steam. But they You've got to investigate that. this. They believe that. Yeah, I'm, look, I'm all for an investigation. I, again, I, I just don't. Yeah, that bothers me. because and yeah, listen, Treason? I, well, yeah, it's the lowest form of being a teammate. I get it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, that is weak. The, the Chiefs still had him. He's a Super Bowl winner. I'm I mean, not uh, taking away the Super Bowl trophy or the fact that he caught the game-winning touchdown, but I am taking away the fact that uh, he was a horrendous teammate, and there's got to be some retaliation for that. And, and if you if he did, in fact, leak it to the Chiefs, right, mm-hmm. which would make sense, he's got a lot of friends over there, you think the Chiefs would be like, oh, this is a guy we want to employ? Like, think about how— Sure, why not? Because then who's to say he wouldn't do it to them? Well, because I think that he would do it. They can, in their own mind, say, yeah, he really misses us, and he's just trying to hook us up. They can, I'm not saying that that's How would you necessarily value, true. I would but, look at a guy and be like, man, this guy's got major characters. If you're leaking it to us, you're going to leak ours to somebody else eventually. 
when you're not happy about your playing time. Or they know you... him better, though, than the Jets, so maybe there's more of a trust. I don't know the answer any... to that. I'm just saying. I just, even if it's for optics' sake, I think the NFL does need to launch some investigation. They, they cannot ignore this. BT's... I've never heard this in my life. Yeah, and I'm not I, even buying it's true. I, I, I got, but that's Sauce what... Gardner thinks so? Get out of here. But that's why I'm using the word allegedly. I'm yeah. not saying that's definitely true, but this... Sal, we've been watching football since the me in the early '80s, you in the middish, you know, slightly after that mm-hmm. '80s. I've never heard this in my life. Yeah, you got to investigate. BT and Sal on the fan. Alex is calling from East Quag. What's up, Alex? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How you doing? How are you, Alex? Hey, buddy. Hi. I'm just out here to give a little trivia on behalf of the senior citizens, uh, uh, hmm. like myself, about the, some of the Yankees' um, top prospects. I want to just name three people going back to the late '60s, just for a little info, and then I'm on my way. Go for it. They, uh, they had a non-draftee born in American Samoa named Tony Solaita. Did you ever hear the name? I have not. Drafted, uh, a non-drafted uh, 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 signee in 65. In 1968, he hit 49 homers and drove in 122 runs for the Yanks in the minor leagues. They brought him up to the team that year. He had one at bat, never did anything after that. The guy, he, Unfortunately, he went back to American Samoa, and he was uh, killed in a shooting incident like in 1990. Tragic thing. How but do you spell four- his name? I've never heard that name. What's the last name? Uh, Solaita, S-O-L-A-I-T-A. Really interesting story. But 49 homers back in 68. Keep uh, going. Anyway. Wow. Let me move on. I got to check you mentioned that. Jay, you, you mentioned Jay Buhner. One of the worst trades in Yankee history. They got back the guy nicknamed the Fireman, Ken Phelps. Kenny Faye looks like a fireman. The glasses. The mustache. Now, remember the Yankees back then, Alex, and thank you for the call. We appreciate you checking in. The Yankees back then, as you well know, BT, whether it's Fred McGriff, whether it's Doug Drabeck. Doug Drabeck. They were trading a lot of their prospects. Did you know that the Yankees had Willie McGee in their system? I did know that. Yeah. Think about that. Think about those names that they had in their system and traded away. And that goes to show you, like, you know, you should value some prospects. They just kept trading, you know, maybe the the wrong ones or or definitely the wrong ones, but maybe too many of them at that particular time. I think it's got to be a balance. And it's on the organization to know which ones to trade and which ones not to. I mean, it's pretty simple. If you get that right... You're going to be fine, and it doesn't mean that you could. Tr- you're always going to trade the ones that you don't believe in. Sometimes you have to really give to get. But there is something to say about that list of top guys in their form system from '83 or whatever we went back to that didn't pan out. The the top top ones mm-hmm. a lot of times are the ones who don't pan out. I don't know if it's easier to scout now or harder. I I, I honestly don't know. There's better players. There's better competition all around. So you will be able to, I, I think, more quickly decipher who's real and who's not. I mean, you go back to like the 70s and, and even the 80s. Of course, there were studs everywhere. That's always been the case. But, you know, I, I can't prove this, but I strongly surmise just the way youth baseball has gone the last couple of years. Perfect game. Some of these big time umbrellas. You know, you, you might have a high school stud in, in some suburb in Pennsylvania and he hits 499 with 17 home runs and he faces a kid. The best pitcher he faces is throwing 81 miles an hour, right? which is batting practice at a higher level. So you draft the kid, and you think he's going to be the power is going to translate. Then he can't hit 90 when he actually sees it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And now you right, mix in a, a the international of, players more so now. It's, uh, it's interesting. Understood. But a lot of these guys are being ranked the top prospects in the farm system. Yeah. After, I know, I know. I'm speaking generalization. Yeah, I know, no, but, I hear you. But on I'm that. saying, like, a lot of these guys is like, oh yeah, he's Jesus Montero. Here he comes, Triple A. He's dominating. Brett Beatty. Here he comes, dominating. All of a sudden, you get to the show and you shrivel up and you look like you you don't belong. So 
uh, it's not just evaluating them at a younger age. It's seeing what they do through the farm system, through the minor leagues, and then they come up to the big leagues and they look like a different player. Annabelle is calling from Bridgeport. What's up, Annabelle? Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? Hello, buddy. I'm I'm doing real good. Good good show. Good show. Uh, I have a couple points on the Mets. Uh, I heard you guys talking about baseball cards. I would just want to throw in. Give me a second, please. And uh, I have a collection of baseball cards from 1979 to now. I collect them. Wow. Uh, uh, is there, are we supposed to respond? I mean, congratulations! Well, uh, come on! No, I, I. What am I supposed to say I to mean, that? I mean, that's nice. On, ask him a question. Do you like the, the guy? Do you, do you like the baseball? How much card is it segment? worth? How much can you make? That's what I'm going to ask. What's your most? Va- I'll uh, forget about him. I'll ask a nice question. Annabelle, sir, what what is your most valuable card? My most valuable card is Tom Seaver, my idol. Oh, there you go. In See, terms of sentimental sen- connection, well, I like that. Sentiment or 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 money? Like I'm, I mean, worth. Uh, sentimental. There you go. That's that's where the value is at. Yeah, sentimental. Okay. Now, going uh, going to the point about the Mets, Sal, I agree with you 150%. The Mets got to get Montgomery. The, yeah, I, I think they uh, do. You, you there? Uh, Was well, that a question? Yeah, or? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> and, uh, we, and we also need we also need a DH. I know, yeah. and that and that's the frustrating part, right, Annabelle. Buddy. And thank you for the call, and good luck with that card collection. That's a long time. I can't keep up with the current stuff. Like it's out of control. Oh yeah, cards. that's a lot of cards. Nineteen seventy nine. That's cool. It is the, the, for me the most valuable stuff that I have is sentimental. Like I look back at those, they're worthless pieces of cardboard, but sentimental to me. Yep. So I do understand that, and I just wasn't sure if I was supposed to tag that with something yeah. similar to. I'm not sure if you were asking the question, like. I, I think Montgomery's the one move. Yes, they could use a DH, but I could understand why they want to keep that spot and maybe evaluate some of the younger players. I don't need to see Mark Vientos, but they want to see him. So fine, I'll understand that. Maybe he has a chance to be a good offensive player. There is no excuse to me, though, not to go get Jordan Montgomery because you need pitching. You need it now. You need it next year. You need it forever. Montgomery's a solid arm, a guy who's been proven in New York, obviously proven in the postseason, and he's not going to cost you as much as the top guy would. At least I, I wouldn't think so. So that would be the guy I would look to go get. I'm going to give you the top three most valuable baseball cards from the 1979 set that Annabelle has. This is tops. Okay, ready? Number three. Willie Stargell. Pete Rose. Ooh, okay. They, now, they did win the World Series that year, the Pirates. And he won the MVP with Keith. So that's a good guess. Uh, Pete Rose. I remember. I, I actually remember these cards. Yeah, Barely. Picture? Let me see. If I could see through the cracked screen in your iPad. Oh, that's, oh, that's that something I do remember that. You do? I had a couple of them. Dennis Eckersley, number two, and the most valuable, Ozzie Smith, rookie card. Yeah, so it must be. Oh, is that? And Padres. Let me see that one. Yeah, yeah. Look at the. Look, look at Ozzie's chops. He's got those, like, the disco chops. Uh, those are awesome. Yeah. Look at them. Wow. Now, those, look at the unis. So those that's rookie awesome. cards in mint condition, or how much does it say? It, the I don't know if it has the. Va- yeah, it does. Um, that This. Is between twenty one hundred and twenty four hundred dollars. Okay, it's got. I'm be, assuming mint. It's got to be mint. It's got. Actually, if it were gem mint, it might even be more than that. But yeah, it's all about the condition. All right, beat Sal on the fan. Anyway, yeah, it'd be nice for the Mets to go get Montgomery, and it'd be nice to have a, a set from nineteen seventy nine on. As a matter of fact, BT and Sal on the fan. This weather forecast is sponsored by Mucinex Kickstart. It's 39 degrees and partly cloudy, although the sun should come out late this afternoon. The temperature won't go above the low 40s with the real feel in the mid 30s. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung on and missed. 
York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata, back on the fan final hour of the show. I want to get to something from this book. You see this book that oh, Evan yeah. left here on our desk? Uh, yeah, well, they're, do they're everywhere. How could you not? We'll do that. I know he left like five in <laughs> here. Actually, it's a pretty cool idea. Very At first, cool. I would make fun of him, but a uh, cool idea for Evan who's got the Mets Bible. Yeah, congrats. Scoring 30 years of uh, baseball phantom. Mm-hmm. I was thumbing through it a little bit, but I did notice something that I took a little bit of an issue with. We'll get to at 140 before we, you know, finally say. O- only you can open up a book of our colleague, right? Something yeah. he does great, thumb through it, <laughs> find an issue. It's a skill I have. Uh, I you know it. what? I, I am I am morbidly curious to see where you take we'll us We'll do that coming that. up at 140. 140 right. Yeah, Jeff is in Westfield, BT. Jeff is the one who donated the Don Russ packs. Hey, that we opened up. Nice, What's up, Jeff? Jeff? What's going on, bud? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for opening my packs, and I'm glad you enjoyed them. Thank you, Jeff. We did. We got one more left. So I know you sent us two with a nice little note. We gave you a shout out. We opened one today, so we appreciate that. Did you hear us? Were you proud of the uh, the performance? I would hope. <laughs> I actually missed it, but a friend of mine oh. called me and he said, "I just heard them opening your pack." <laughs> and uh, you know, if you want to so go back I and will... hear that shout out, Jeff, you just go back to the free Odyssey app, the rewind feature, right. and you can listen to. Matter of fact, not only that segment but the whole show, BT and Sal. I will do that once we're done. Uh, does that come on before 2 o'clock when you're done? You it's on right listen, now. Yeah, you right can jump now. on now if you had to, and you just go back a little bit, you'll find it. You Rewind either, it. Yeah, you can either listen live or yeah. just go back and, and listen uh, to something that happened prior. Anyway, right, just real before. quick, so Jeff, hold on. So everybody knows with the, with the app here, it's ba- it's based on segment. So if you were to go on the, on the Odyssey app now, which, again, is free, and say – you miss something. If you, if you, first you have to download it. If you popped it on, it would be live, obviously. But if you wanted to go something, say 1020, it'll actually say 1020. And we were talking about the Mets at that point. So it'll give you a description of what you're looking for. It's simple. Yeah, I'm aware of that because okay. I listened last time when you first mentioned me. When there I we go. Me. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fantastic. I love collecting cards. I've been collecting since 72. I have re- have every complete set since 72. Oh, there you go. Look at this. And, and thank you for the call, Jeff. We appreciate you checking in. And we certainly appreciate you sending us uh, those cards right there. We had some fun, like we said, opening that one up today. Uh, we got another one to go. Christian is calling from Greenwich, Connecticut. What's up, Christian? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, Christian? What's up? All right. You know, me and my coworkers were talking talking about uh, maybe a sixth starter for the New York Mets, someone like a a veteran, somebody who knows the game, somebody who's going to be cheap for them. Um, We're all talking, and and all four of us here agree that why won't the Mets sign Zach Greinke, a guy who's 21 strikeouts away from 3,000, something for the New York Mets fans to be happy about, something to be excited about. What are your thoughts on it? All right, Christian, okay, it's – oh, God. Now, I get it, the benchmarks, and I'm, I'm not shooting down your thought, but, yeah. What's his deal? He's a free agent looking to get back in? Yeah, so. He would never want New York anyway. Uh, but if nobody wants him and the Mets were like, hey, we'll throw you a bone here and you could help us a little bit and make some starts here and there and you could get your 21 strikeouts necessary to get to 3,000, it might be a relationship that is beneficial to both sides. But, I mean, if you're telling me that you think Ranky could help the Mets win some games, which I would strongly contest at this point, that's one thing. But if you're telling me that you're going to sell Met fans on the notion of a non-Met parachuting in at this stage of his career who looks like he's completely cooked 
to, to just to get 21 strikeouts in a Met uniform, and Met fans are going to be pumped. What? He, That's the most pathetic thing I've ever heard. He was two and 15 last year with a five ERA. Yeah, I remember why last game was against the Yankees. I remember right. seeing him. Right, I think the only guy who had a higher ERA than Severino. Yeah, no, and Rodon. I was going to joke. Oh, Rodon too. What was Rodon's final ERA? It was like six. Oh, okay, yeah, six changes. And what I was Sevy? Seven? In the sixes. Or, or well, anyway, sixes. Point, I mean, whatever, dude. At this <laughs> I mean, point, come on. would you rather Zach Greinke or Michael Lorenzen? Like, I don't know. Uh, but but Greinke's not a guy who would ever want to play in New York. So No, he's – no, I, I think – and he's done. He's yeah. done. He's, not, he's finished. Brian is calling from Rochester. What's up, Brian? Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, buddy. Listen, I remember when, when Steve Cohen – and by the way, you need to take – his uh, King costume and make it into a jester uh, hmm. costume at least this off season. Not yet, but not yet. Maybe not... after next off season. Well, and, and you know, I know Mets fans have to display patience, and it's something that we don't like to do because we, you know, it's been since 1986 that we've had a title. But part of part of the reason for our impatience right now is because I remember when he took the team over, he said we have a three to five year plan. We're now in year four. And I feel like year four is just going to be a wasted year. So that gives him one more season to fulfill what he promised to do. And, you know, I wouldn't have a problem so much if, if we don't win that title in five years because things go awry. You know, Verlander, yeah. Scherzer didn't work out. I know he's strapped, you know, with their contracts. The problem is this team has digressed and not gotten better in the past, you know, few months. And, they're putting a lot of stock into prospects who may or may not work out. I mean, they're prospects for a reason. And you can still build a team for the future, next, i.e. next year or the year after, and, and still play your young players. Like, And I'm with you. Like, sign Montgomery to a three- or four-year contract. If you're worried about the money, back backload the money like, you know, the Dodgers did with Otani. Yeah, but hold on. Now, to be fair, Brian, Otani's the one that came and presented that option to the Dodgers. You don't know that Montgomery or anybody else is going to be amenable to doing that, especially with the taxes here in New York. Right. I mean, we just assume that these, oh, yeah, sure, defer it. That might well, be no if you problem. Give them, if you backload Otani's it a Otani's got Japanese money coming yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I get it. A million different revenue streams. He owns New Balance, basically, at this point. Montgomery's not doing that. But but there's, is Cohen really that broke where he no. can't or doesn't? No. Then, then go. Then go get these guys. I don't. You know, he brought Stearns in, and we all got excited. And now he's kind of public enemy number one because which is moronic. Which is moronic. It, it is it's it's it's, totally it's moronic. Brian, thanks for the call, Brian. So listen to what Brian just said. We brought in Stearns. We were all excited, and now he's public enemy number one. How long has Stearns been here? Yeah, I mean, not even. I mean, come on. Uh, what? It's not even five months here. No. I mean, what in the world is wrong with people? Now, I don't think that that represents the overwhelming majority of Met fans, maybe the vocal-ish, minority-ish, maybe. But even those people, I think you're completely misguided. That's not to sit here and say that without a doubt, David Stearns absolutely delivers what he's supposed to deliver. But to sit here and say that he's a failure, a bum, he's not built for the Mets, what are you doing? What is wrong with people? I, I wish we could just simply get an answer from Stearns. Why are you not interested in Jordan Montgomery? I wanted, for, like, we could assume, we could understand. I want to know why. Let's tell your boy Martino to ask him. Well, He'll get the answer. Well, I don't know. No, he'd be like, well, we can't, you know, 
We well, certain they, players. What, 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 they're going to dance, dance around it. Yeah, but the, oh, the we're, not, open, we're open to all free agents if the price is right. But well, I, I'd, I'd like to but, know. Hold on. If he says that, then Andy says, no, I, I understand what you mean here, David, but the price should be right based that he's sitting on the market and opening day is three weeks away. Haven't the economics changed? My, answer the question. My question <laughs> to him. It's a would, different answer. My question to him would be a couple things. Number one, do you need pitching? Okay. And what do you think his response to that would be? He's going to say that we have depth, we're secure with who we have, we're always in the market, and, and then I'm going to say, dance, dance and, a little bit. And I'm going to say, well, then why are you showing interest in Michael Lorenzen or Julio Tehran? Because we believe that they're good, low-risk, potentially decent reward reinforcements in case we have injuries, which invariably every team does. Right, and Boom. you've already Next had question. one to start the year with Kodai Senga. I mean, I, I'm not a, a general manager, David. You know a lot more, obviously, than I do. But from where I'm sitting, Jordan Montgomery seems to be one of the better pitchers available. He's pitched well in New York. He's been through the postseason grind successfully. Why wouldn't you inquire to his services? Well, who's to say that we haven't? Oh, well, I'm asking. No, no, you, I'm saying I'm, you, yeah. he might he might flip that kind of yeah. answer. Maybe the Mets, at least on a on a basic level, inquired about you know general parameters. Do you want to come back to New York? What would it take? But how many years are you open to? Maybe they did. Th- there's only two reasons. I don't know. There's there's one of two reasons why the Mets aren't going after Jordan Montgomery. Money or because they don't believe in him. And I think it's more money because you need pitching. You've signed far worse pitchers, and you're signing those pitchers because the money is not. You think that that's going to be a better value, Luis Severino or Sean Manaya, mm-hmm. than Jordan Montgomery, which to me just doesn't add up. I have a question for you that yeah. just popped into my head. It's going to sound like a wacky one, but I think you'll enjoy it. So we're doing the little role play here with Stearns and mm-hmm. you know reporter. Okay. Sal, if I bestowed upon you the power mm. of, and we'll keep it to your lifetime, and same with me, because I'm going to answer it as well. In your lifetime, you could ask any past or present general manager, which is what Stearns is, present, GM, any question that you want, and they have to answer it honestly. Who would you ask, and what would you ask? I think I've got mine. Okay, I want to hear yours because it it take me forever. hundred uh, yeah. percent. No, no, I, I get. It. Yeah. I mean, I just thought of this when I came okay. up. I might think of one later that mm. in the car that might bother me for not coming up with this first. But GM specifically, you just said. GM, not yeah. owner. Okay, GM. I would. I would like to know. I would see. It's this is more of an owner thing, but it's kind of convoluted. I would like to get to the bottom of the Belichick Jets thing. Like, I would love. I if I can get mm. the honest answer. From both parties, because I think Leon still owned the team, and Woody was in the it was in the final stages of the paperwork. Well, Bill would have the no, I know, but I'm saying from a GM, and I was just right, playing right. off the Stearns question. I think it would be very interesting to get an honest answer or two, uh, maybe from Cashman on a Rod. I think that would be interesting. I mean, um, I feel like Cashman, and we, by the way, we might get that with Martino's book out on Brian Cashman. Uh, that's coming, I think, May. Yeah, that's something I got to get into. I think that's going to be a good piece. I can't wait for that. And there's also a book. Did you see another uh, big book by Ian? Is it O'Connor? O'Connor? Yeah, he's a big, big writer. He's a Maris guy. I know Ian well. Did you Did you see who he's doing a feature? Oh, on? I feel like I did see. I know he does a lot yesterday of golf books. Yesterday came out. I thought who? Aaron Rodgers. I, I knew that. That was before out of yesterday. the darkness or something like that. Yeah, I saw it yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Aaron, that's going to be a must-read, too. Jeez, I mean, Must-listen, probably. I can't read We have read no time anymore. for books, and all these books are coming out. I know. I can't. <laughs> I, I can listen to them maybe on the commute. I, I can never do that. 
I can really? never. I, you I don't can't do the do, audible books. Never once. Really? Nah, I gotta. If I'm gonna immerse myself in words, I've got to read them. It's actually great. By the way, Evan's book. He's doing the uh, audible version for. Oh, as is well. he really? Right. Yes. Don't the, forget it. What do you have to ask me at one forty about my something? My Mets Bible. Yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get book. to it with something in the book that bothered me a little bit. Gavin is calling from Woodbridge. What's up, Gavin? Ah, uh, oh, oh, Kevin is calling from Monroe. I mean, he didn't answer. I mean, sorry, Gavin. Get hey, back to us. Hey, guys. Yeah, what's up, Kev? Gav. Okay. Hey, what's going on, Cameron? Yeah, Kev, we got you, buddy. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm a little confused as to why other Met fans are confused as to what's going on here. <laughs> like, so yeah, I know the luxury the luxury tax is tax is 110. percent Even if you could get a guy like Montgomery for 20 million a year, they got to pay over 40 million dollars a year for him. Yeah, for like, one year, Cohen, right? Just for this year? For, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so what? Like, He's not signing a one-year deal. What do you mean? No, so no, no. I mean, I'm saying Cohen that... Cohen didn't would, become it, a billionaire by just wasting money. If they get yeah. under the luxury tax threshold after this year, do they still have to pay double that every year? No, no I believe well, once no, it now, resets. Right, okay. So big deal. So, it, so what? But no. He's Steve Cohen. Okay. He's got $15 I, billion friggin dollars. You're worried about $80 million? <laughs> Okay, so... Oh, and by teams, the way, if that's the case, then trade somebody else, like a caller brought up earlier. Trade, yeah. How many teams <laughs> sign the thirty mil? Like, what? What's going to make this team good? It needs more than just a pitcher. It needs three pitchers. You're going to go out and sign three pitchers for thirty million dollars each. But that's kind of the point. Sign, is uh, that DH or twenty million dollars? Do you, do you think, sign, do you, Kevin? You Kevin, do you think the Mets are going to need pitching next year? Of course, but hopefully one or two of them come out of the farm, and they're a little costly. Yep. Effective. Yep. And then you add a guy, free agent. Maybe you have a one-two. Sanga's back. You have three, and it's cost-effective. You can't just. I mean, what? So, well, what did we want Cohen to do this offseason? Spend, put in a four hundred million dollar payroll, uh, throw on another two hundred in tax, and spend six hundred million on the team. Like, is that? Well, like, is that isn't that beyond even the expectations for him? I, I asked for Jordan Montgomery. I don't think that's much. <laughs> I'm, I'm acknowledging. Okay, but what's, yeah. okay, what's Jordan Montgomery going to do for you? Make them better. Even a wild card. He, he's going to make them better. He, either. He, he he's going to get us a wild card. Uh, they seem to think they're a wild card team anyway, and they just lost their best pitcher. Well, they're just saying. I mean. Okay, so they're not. So you agree they're right? not a wild card team, most likely then, right? We all know what's going on here, right? It's, it's well, then why, why sign Luis Severino anyway? Thanks for the call, Kevin. Why sign Sean Manaya? Why sign Harrison Bader? If you're just a wild, if you don't even think that they're a real wild card team, and you say, "Well, we all know what's going on," and I tend to agree, then why even waste money doing it that way? Why not then say, "Wouldn't the better investment BT instead of bringing in Harrison Bader, instead of signing Severino and Sean Mania, if you know you need pitching and you really can't compete this year, why waste that money on bit parts who might be okay?" Instead of investing in the better commodity in Jordan Montgomery, knowing that, okay, this year's not going to be anything, but next year you're better off for having him in your rotation. You think they're going to win the World Series this year? No. You think they're going to win the World Series next year? I think it's possible next year. I don't I think it. next year they should be back to being in contention for winning a World Series. I don't see that at all. And, and by the way, so but that argument is not against what I'm saying here. Harrison, Why sign Harrison Bader then? For what? For one year. I mean, you, oh, you okay, got to fill a 25-man okay. roster. Yeah. Well, you could fill it out with minor leaguers. And they got Trace Thompson and all these other guys that nobody's hey, ever heard of. he went deep the other day, Trace. Yeah. Maybe he's Twice, ready to, he said uh... two homers in the spring. So my point is, you wasted $10 million on Bader, 
Third, what was it, Severino, 13 million? 13.1. That's 23 million right there. You mm-hmm. could trade potentially Starling Marte or Jeff McNeil. Uh huh. Go open up some cap space for Jordan Montgomery. Let some other younger guys play or unknown guys play. You're not going to win this year anyway. And next year, you're in better position. Bader's not going to be here next year. Severino's not going to be here next year in all likelihood. Mm-hmm. And you have Jordan Montgomery. Like, why? Why not do it that way? Because they half assed it. They tried to put together a team that makes. They they believe and they think they're trying to make us believe that they're going to be better than we think. Well, yeah, I mean, I know what they've projected and what their playoff caliber team was the term. Okay, whatever. You can say whatever you want in February. You're going to get out there and you're going to get knocked around. What I believe is going to happen. Or he's going to prove right. I mean, there is the flip side of the coin where right. everybody, and I've yelled a little bit as well, Everybody that's screaming and ranting and raving like a lunatic is going to be dead wrong. I mean, there is a chance that Severino bounces back a yeah, little bit. Of course bit. there's a chance. There is a chance. Yeah, and I've been saying that. I understand that. But there's not a chance for them to win a World Series. And that's what I want. But I don't so, think Montgomery changes that, well, Sal. Well, let's clean, it. let's clean it up this way. Good. If you could sign Bader, Severino, Shaw Manaya, or Jordan Montgomery... Which one of those, the trio or Montgomery, helps you get closer to winning a World Series in the future? Well, I mean, the answer is probably Montgomery. And that's obviously. my point. I, know, I get it. But I also think now if I say what helps you more this year. Yeah, okay. I can see how you I, I, I can three. make yeah. the case where if Severino bounces back, and by the way, put me on the record that he will. Not Apex Yankee, but much better than a year ago. So at least a, a competent bat. bat I, I think... Worst case scenario this year, I, I, I'm actually really bullish on Severino having a good year. I think worst case, Severino back of the rotation, worst case, and then Bader, elite defensive center fielder with injuries, but also a little bit of pop and energy. And then who's the third one? Who am I forgetting? Manaya. Manaya is actually intriguing enough where they signed him for two years, the only player they brought in that's on, on more than a one-year deal. I could make the case that if they deliver – 70-ish percent of, of what they did in years past, those three guys combined will be better than Montgomery's impact as one. Yeah. I can I can easily make that case. Right, right, for now. Yeah, no, I know. And it's not about this year. Let me ask you a question. Game one, let me ask you this, okay? Game one, let's let's push this forward. Let's say that let's say that you're right. And they get Montgomery, or not not that you're saying that they will, but if they were to get Montgomery and two years from now. The Mets roster just looks totally different. More dynamic, mm-hmm. more versatile. The young kids who mm-hmm. we don't know if can play, they either can't play or they or they can't and they're gone. Different team, all right? Game one of the NLCS. I'll just push this forward. I'll even go two, mm-hmm. three years down the road or two. You're playing the Dodgers. You want Jordan Montgomery as your, as your top pitcher? No, but, I don't. But they're going to sign That's somebody next That's why I'm not moving season. mountains for Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. I, I wouldn't either. But then don't tell me that I'm supposed to be excited about this season that you're playing. I'm not telling you to be anything. Well, I'm just saying that. Well, 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 that's fair. All I'm saying is I'm pissed off. Opening day's a month away, and I got a, a, a crappy team to watch here. Oh, no, we're going to be good. No, you're not. I already know you have limitations. You're at best the third best team in the division. I'm sorry, but I hold myself and my teams to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. That's all that I'm saying. No, I respect that. And I get least, it. But you least... could be wrong. You could be wrong. What, and they win the division? No, I mean, you could be wrong. Correct. I understand that. Prove me wrong for once. The other way. 
The last time they proved me wrong, I said they're going to win the division, and they blow the division. (laughs) BT and Sal on the fan will come back, get more of your calls on the other side, and my little bone to pick with Evan's Mets Bible coming up a little bit later on as well. And he takes the knee, and the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17-14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. Today's Call of the Day is brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Paul's in Newark. What's up, Paul? Sal, I love you, man. But just for this year, we don't want you to be disgruntled throughout the year, you know, arguing with BT about the Mets and hmm. Yankees. So as we quote, you know, Craigie, we got to open up the church. And BT, I need your help here. Well, I'm, need- I don't like what I'm hearing, but continue. <laughs> We need uh, to open up the thing for Mets fans, for Yankees. No, not, no, no, that's not happening. No chance. Now, now, Ooh. thanks for the call there, Paul. Appreciate Mets fans you. for Yankees. No chance. We love Craigie. That's Craigie's bit, number one. And well, Craigie can come back on and welcome me in. I could, but your partner won't, won't acknowledge well, you. Don't, you won't, fan. I mean, no. I'm going to be I mean, I can, listen, I, You're a grown man. I'm not going to say I don't know, but I, I will not acknowledge you as a real Yankee fan. But if no. I don't have a Mets season to look forward to. You'll be the biggest fraud at the station, and you're among the least. You're least fraudulent. If you are if, not allowed to do if that, if I don't have a Mets season you. to look forward to, maybe I could be a Mets fan for Yankees. You could, <laughs> but you're already an Islander fan and half a Ranger fan. I mean, do you want to completely change who you are, dude? I, mean, I understand the hockey's I don't a little. Know who I am anymore? You know, I'm tired of rooting for losers. <laughs> I cannot deal with it. I basically begged you, Ken Cohen. I was on my hands and knees, literally in this studio. Begging you for Yamamoto. I understand that there were certain circumstances. Maybe you couldn't get him, but now you got nothing. And where did that begging get you? Yeah, I know. Right to the back of the line. Got to be considering Mets fans for Yankees. (laughs) No, we can never do that, of course. Never do that. At least not in April. Honestly, Sal, and I know that it's less important to you, but I don't want to keep banging this drum, but what I've seen with the Islander Ranger dynamic, I'm starting to... I don't oh, put anything past stop you. Stop it. I'm a Rangers I fan. Put to you. I don't put anything past you. you know, Wait, you, what are you wearing today? Well, and I'll just. And I'll just hoodie. He's wearing an Islander hoodie. It was clean. Today. It was hanging. It's it was a right, beautiful sweatshirt, nice too. It's a nice. Is that the Did you CC- get one of these? I got similar one. That's the okay. CCM one with the fat laces uh, and the. I don't uh, know the CCM. It's got. That's a, that's a, that's a Coho. Uh, that's a good one. It's got a little 84 flag Ooh, on it. Maybe it's 84. Nice. I'm not sure. Last time they won the cup, 84. Right. So it might be some brand, but I do love it. But I'm a Rangers fan. And, of course, even if uh, you know I'm a Mets fan, it could hop on the Yankees bandwagon for a season and root for the station and root for the Yankees to have exciting baseball on throughout the postseason. I mean, there will become a certain point where, you know, I got to stop the bus. Well, that's Again, why we don't the open the doors over. for you. Yeah, that's why we just keep driving and you sit out in the cold and wait for the next bus, the uh, Met bus. Because we know that your intentions would change fast. Yeah. Or I could just embrace... Who I truly am. Go back a to winner? my roots. Deep down, trying my, to find the winner in you. My inner core. <laughs> what? The crack committee. Yeah, we talked about that with Russo. That, I would be okay with that. Have Mad Dog. That would be fun. Give me the okay to revitalize and bring back the crack committee. Have we heard from Mad Dog's people yet? It's have in, we heard from them yet? It is in the works. It's in the works. That means Mr. Erickson is trying to get the wheels in motion here is what I we'll deduce see. from that. 
BT and Sal on the fan. Gavin is in Woodbridge. What's up, Gavin? Hey, BT Sal. How are you, Gavin? So, oh, as you guys know, I'm a Mets fan. And part of being a fan is, is having trust in the front office, that they know better, that they see the bigger picture, and they're moving the organization in the right direction. It's not our jobs. We're just fans. I'm okay with David Stearns and all this stuff. Get Montgomery, don't get Montgomery, whatever. But the Pete Alonzo thing, it's been making me sick for about a month now, and I just can't for the life of me find any logical reason that Mets haven't signed Pete, and I'll follow up with a question, and then I'll, you know, hang up. How will the Mets front office justify this to fans if they let him walk? Well, they're not. They're, they're, yeah, but those are two big ifs, and thank you for the call, Gavin. First of all, the reason why they haven't extended him yet is because they can't come to a common ground on what Pete is valued at. Well, Pete, nor do they want to negotiate against themselves. That's just bad well, business. See what you're well, worth out there, and then you have some conversations. But this but, goes back to even last year. Yeah. Yeah, where, well, where, last year was a different maybe, time. Maybe they opened an offer, and I, I think that they did. And, you know, Pete's camp said, no, we're valued at this, or whatever the, the sure. negotiating tactic was. It's basically because they value him different than he values himself. So Better have a good year. Well, when that happens, you go to free agency. You say, okay, well, we want you to have the best year possible. Cohen has said that. Go to free agency, see what the open market value is, and we will pay you in accordance with that. Yeah, if they decide to pay him. They just want to have the option of paying him. The one thing I will say, and I forget the specific player, might have been Justin Jefferson. Did you see recently, it was over the course of the last couple of days, I I was reading some of the news or whatever, and it, it said that, you know, Vikings... Vikings ownership or general manager was defiant in saying he would not even listen to trade talks about Justin Jefferson, something like that. Okay, I didn't see this, but doesn't surprise whatever, me. Whatever, whatever was, I'm pretty sure that was the 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 player that okay. that, that made me think of. Makes sense, superstar. That's why last year I had I was perplexed because that is how I expected the Mets to answer any questions about. Pete, like if a team was to call and be like, hey, you guys, you know, struggling a little bit, what's up with Alonzo? The answer should have been unequivocally, no, there's no way we're trading him. But it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And until his name was put out there as far as being on a block, not that they were actively looking to move him, but the idea that they would at least be open to moving him. That's what made me just think something does not add up here. No, no, it adds up totally. It makes complete sense. They don't think he's nearly as good as a lot of you do, and they're right. No, but it makes total sense. They're wrong. No, they're not. He's a one-dimensional player. It is, and they know it. It is a different regime. He, but the guy's the best power hitter in the game. Pure power hitter. Find me a better power hitter since Pete Alonso has come on the scene in 2019. Aaron Judge. No, he's not. He never plays. He's not. Yeah, I don't have to look. Alonso's I don't have to leave the city to answer Judge that. Judge is a better player. No, I'm not, even, I'm not talking Obviously, about I'm, answer, yeah. I'm answering you directly. Better power hitter, Aaron Judge. Uh, Alonzo's had more home runs. I, I know, but he's well, also but, played okay, more games. But, but yeah, Alonzo's had more runs. Since 2019, Pete Alonzo's had more home runs. Right, than let Aaron me ask Judge. you this. No, I, 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 I get that. It's a little complicated. And I'm, I'm, again, I, you know, here we go. It's going to seem like I'm dissing Pete, and I'm no, not no, trying to. I'm, if you if Pete Alonso plays 155 games this year and Aaron Judge uh, hits, uh, plays 155 yeah, judge games. Judge a better player. No, I'm not, no, I'm not talking about better players who has more home runs. Same amount of games, same amount of plate appearances. I'll take Aaron Judge every day. I, How about you? Yeah, I might too. Okay, uh, so that's I, why I'm saying Judge well, is a better home runner. I understand that. But Pete Alonso consistently posts the home run numbers that nobody has 
since 2019, since he's been in the league. So I'm not trying – like, as much as you could pick holes in his game, which you can, yeah. not a perfect player, not a top superstar, he's still a tremendous player and a known commodity when it comes to power. And when he is arguably already the best player to ever put on a Mets uniform position-wise in franchise history, when you first hear that his name is even on a list to be traded, it's like, What? How's that possible? The The response should be like the Vikings was with Justin Jefferson. No way, ever, no how. I wouldn't even consider no, it. No, it shouldn't be. Yeah, it, it should. Sh- can I There's tell you why? There's you could build your team. And that's that's what started this whole, yeah. oh, my God, are they going to lose Pete thing. I, I do respect the the thought that there's multiple ways to build teams. I, I agree with that. that. Now, I would not build the Mets, uh, I'm on the record with this, with you know uh, an exorbitant long-term contract to a one-tool player who – plays a position that is being de-emphasized a little bit like the running back the last couple of years in the NFL. That's just me, but I can see why others would do it. Well, it power, it makes... though, is not de-emphasized. No, no, I understand that, but I'm talking about with his age, his speed, his, I... uh, you know, just the, the whole pack, right. his average, all the other stuff, right? But why it's not applicable, like it's not, It's I hate this expression, apples to but it's not because Justin Jefferson is undeniably without question, and if you don't think so, you know nothing about football. One of the two or three best receivers in football. Yeah, but that's great. You don't, you don't. You don't need a great receiver. No, no, but to win. those are the guys that you make sure don't leave the no, building. No, why? Somebody you like great, you don't need a great receiver to win a championship. Uh, but, but I understand that. Who was the, you, the Chiefs' great receiver this year? No, no, I, I agree with that. But when you when you have one, you don't let him leave. Why? It, it, well, because it's probably it's not it's not good business. Yeah, but you could say that about any good player, and that's the. Would point. the Niners have won without Jerry Rice? Uh, yeah, I would mean, the Pats you look won at the that quarterbacks that they Moss? had. Look, you don't need uh, the Pats. Look at all the Super Bowls the Pats won without a good receiver. I I'm, listen, there's obviously a lot of different ways to do that, which, which is why I acknowledge that. What if the Vikings won with Jefferson? Roster built. No, I, but it's much more. It's a team. It's That's why I said it's not apples to I apples. I get it. I understand All I'm it. saying is to, to dumb it down to the dopiest, you know, least intellectual level. Who's better at their job, Jefferson or Alonzo? Well, I mean, Alonzo uh, is. Just, please answer the question. Uh, it's Jefferson. It's, no, no, it's not. Oh, God almighty. Well, what's Pete Alonso's okay. job? So wait, so uh, his job is, well, there's a lot of aspects to his well, job. Well, what's his number one priority? Well, to produce runs. To hit home runs. No, and no, he no, no. Oh, to produce right, runs. He really does that, fine. Yeah. 50 homers, 100 runs. rookies minimum. He's hit 50 homers once. Let's not overstate it. Look at what, look at his numbers posting his home runs every year of his, of his career. Dude, he's a terrific player. But to me, a superstar is an OPS 950 or above. He never does that. And I'm not trying to diminish Pete, but the I'm going back to why would this – you brought this up, Sal. Why back last year, 37, first year, broke judges, 46. 50, 53, 37, 40, 46. Very, very good. 120, 131, 118. I'm leaving out the pandemic year. No, obviously. I got you. Terrific. He's a really good ball player. I mean, the guys hit minimum in a full season, minimum 37 home runs. He's a really, really Here, here's a stat that, dangerous that I know hitter. Judge can't compare it to. Go ahead. And it's not even about Judge, what, but it's in general. Yeah. 161, 152, 160, 154. I agree. I mean, jeez. No, no, I get it. And this is 2024. Advantage Pete. Post a lot more than Aaron Judge. Nobody's disputing that either. Not but even I'm just, just Judge. Obviously, I know Judge is a better no, player. I know you do. I hear you. I'm just going to think about what I'm going back to right now. I'm going back to, because you just brought this up, like, you know, why, you know, if you have a player, like you tell, if you have a player that you are so resolutely locked into for the future, we cannot lose this player no matter what. He is an absolute force for us. He is a, he is unmovable. Forget about unkillable. He's unmovable. Then right away, the phone rings. You answer it because you're a dope if you don't, but then you shut down the inquiry. Pete, not t- untouchable. Click. Boom. Now, they didn't do that, and they didn't do that for a reason. 
because on some level, they are open to moving him. And all people can disagree. All I'm saying is that's the right mindset. Yeah, I think it was the wrong one. Okay. I think, especially at the time, and and like I said, then you hear some stuff, and it's like, oh, whatever. I don't want to hear this nonsense. But at the time, I thought it was crazy talk to even have the idea that you would ever trade. Do you still think it's crazy? Alonso. Well, I'm trying to get back to where I felt that. Well, you better hit a little more than two fifteen, whatever it was, to get back there. I don't know. The answer the is no. You don't feel the same way. I, I so, in a lot of ways, the yeah, Mets were justified but, but, by having that conversation. But I, well, because I do think that you could win without a top player. Yeah. But at the time, I wanted to hear the answer that the Vikings gave for Justin Jefferson, and but they didn't because yeah. Jefferson's better at his no, job than Pete gee, that's by where a we mile. Disagree. No, no chance. No chance. Uh, BT and Sal. He's the best first baseman in his division. Uh, he's not. He's the best power hitter in baseball. This is never going to go. BT and Sal on the fan will come. Come back, finish up with your calls on the other side. Also, I'll give you that bone to pick that uh, I have with uh, my Mets Bible. Uh, see, it's scoring 30 years of baseball fandom the by WFAN's Evan Roberts. A little bone to pick with him and his book that's coming up on BT and South. Chargers and the New York Giants have exchanged their draft picks. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Eli Manning and Philip Rivers. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Brandon Tierney, Salakata back on The Fan. We'll finish up with your calls here in just a second. I wanted to get to that note that I had about this book that's sitting here in studio. There's three of them. Oh, Evan the, Roberts. The noted uh, yeah. literary critic, Salakata. New author, Evan Roberts. Uh, my Mets Bible, scoring 30 years of baseball fandom. And I was thumbing through it a little bit, and I took issue with something that I saw in here. So hmm. uh, Evan goes on, and it is actually an interesting book. I was talking with him about it. Uh, I was talking with him about it off the air yesterday about what it's about. 81 games he wrote, you know, obviously 81 home games. He's uh, of his life of scoring games. He picks out the 81 most memorable ones. Has Wouldn't it have been better to do 162? Like do an entire season? Uh, I mean, you probably don't have enough room. Yeah. 81's more than enough. You want to go through 162? I think that's what he told me. 81 games. Anyway, it is pretty cool. Go back and, and thumb through some of those games. But then I noticed this. You know, he goes on at the acknowledgments. Yeah. Thanking, you know, his wife, obviously. Family, of course. He thanks Craigie, giving Craig the uh, credit for the idea um, for the book. Thanks his agent. All right, that's natural. Yeah, that's sure. fun. Yeah, of course. Wouldn't expect anything uh, other. What's the, what's the thanks gripe? Beningo, 14-year run at the fan. Never forget it. Joe thanks, thanks, Tiki. Tiki made the cut on the book. New partner, even though it's been a few yeah, months. That's, that's, you know, I mean. That's like that, out of courtesy. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Tiki's great. He says some nice things about it. You know, sweetest man you'll ever meet, which is true. I get Wait, all that. What but, page like, you on? I got to get to this stuff here. Yeah. What page you on again? 384. What is it? 384. Jeez, what a long book. What is it? Uh, yeah. Good walk spoiler? Uh, 300, yeah, roughly 300 is easy to read. And half of it's probably scorecards anyway. 384. He goes Got on it. to thank, get this one. He wants to thank Lugie and Marash. Well, he works with them. What's the problem with that? Uh, all right. He, he then thanks one of his buddies, Mark Chernoff, Chris Olivero, Spike Eskin. Nowhere in here. His in-laws. You said he thanked Lugauer and Marash. Why? Spike made it too. That's what I'm saying. Spike, oh, Olivero. Say Spike. Yeah. Chris Alvarez, our bosses, yeah, okay. You notice anybody missing there? Well, what did you do? You didn't do anything for him. No, not me. Hold on, let me think. Dove. No. Well, Dove, you were with Evan and Joe for a long time. I can make the case. I mean, I'm not trying to talk out of school here, but Dove should have higher building than Tiki. But you're missing somebody else. Ernie Acosta was part of that show for a long time. I'm missing somebody. You said Craig, right? You, Uh, You said somebody that he works with. 
Some I don't I'm, I'm not it's not hitting. How about the producer of the damn Rico Bronya podcast? Ooh. Huff, That's you true. are noticeably absent. You work with Evan grinding away doing those grueling podcasts, listening to him babble about the Mets for hours. That's true. Twice a week at least, and then the bonus podcast. Did you take offense not being named in the Mets Bible? First of all, I just want to say thank you to you guys for always acknowledging me, yeah. even if it's uh, rude a little bit here and there. I'll take it. I take acknowledgement. At least uh, you don't ignore you. Yeah. <laughs> I also have to thank Tommy Lugauer and Sean Moresh because they attacked Evan on air yesterday about this. They did. Because they know the hustle that I go through to wake up at crazy hours, to record at 2 in the I morning. I mean, Evan, and how, not how, an how long have you been working with Evan on the Rico? Almost two years now. Okay, and how long has Evan been working with Moresh? Antiki. Uh, what, the three, Seven four months? months? Yeah, I don't even know. Wow. Put them, add them together. I mean, Lugie <clears throat> has been a part of that show, so obviously he would be in there. I Let's mean, see, Craig, his agent, I'm throwing Tiki. All Sean, the bosses. Hoff is a notable. If you're going to throw in Marash wow. and Lugie, you got to give Hoff a mention. And you can, he could have plugged his Rico Bronya podcast in the same thing. Oh, by the way, I don't only score books or score uh, keep scoring games. I also do a Rico Bronya podcast. Like, it would have yeah, been a natural tie-in. That's and, true. And by the way, not to try to toot my own horn, which I will, but I am on the face of a magazine myself this month. <clears throat> which is and, what? Uh, just the, the local <laughs> Eastchester magazine. Oh, for the what? Neighbor, neighbor, Little League Baseball? No, just the good neighbors. I'm, I'm on the cover. Just for being the producer of BT and people to move out of town. Yeah. Because I'm... <laughs> <laughs> This, this this man's presence is, is this man's presence alone is lowering the value of every home. Leave. Yeah, be careful. Run away if you see this man leave. Uh, but no, it, they have a very beautiful article about me. And guess what is noted in that article? You, you talk about me and Sal. Obviously, oh, you see, did? this is why we yes. have what we have. Did you, you didn't mention Evan and the Rico. Bro. I mentioned you did? the Rico Bronya. Can you produce podcast. this right now? Can you actually read? Like, do you have it on you? Uh, I think someone tweeted it at me. Actually, hold on. Oh, I don't have any oh, You mentioned Where's Evan? Roberts? Get him in here. Where's Ev? Where's Evan? <laughs> Honestly, you, we got to ask Evan. That is a rat's roll. Oh, Evan's coming up. You'll hear enough of him. No, for I, the next I, I want to ask him. Hey, well, you ask him what? Why? Uh, how I'm going to call Evan right now. I'm going to call him right now because he's you know half is doing stuff. I'm going to call Evan right now. He might be at the show meeting, so I can't uh, guarantee that I, he's going to pick up. Go ahead, Hold off, on. You have him. <laughs> I go, and they put it in here. Pete also produces and is the co-host of several podcasts, including Rico Bronya, a New York Mets-focused podcast with Evan Roberts, and WFN Daily alongside Salicata. How about that? Did you did you seriously take offense, or at least like, uh oh. That's a little bit rough that Yo, you got hey, left out. Do you really want the truth? Yes. I don't care. No, really? no, no, I'm not fucked up. Come on down to the studio real quick. Hurry up, we got to ask you something. Hurry up, I hurry up, I, hurry up, I, I honestly don't right, care. Bye. I honestly don't right, we'll care. We'll get to the bottom of this. I know, I'm, I'm going to make the hell out of this. I'm going to make him feel guilty. By the way, you know I'm pissed out more? Well, how could you not? I mean, I'm almost bothered by it. I'm like, I've worked with a guy for 20 years can, almost. You can't give me a freaking mention of him? You don't deserve to be in the book. What are you talking about? You know how many times I've won battles with him over the Mets? He said that he wouldn't trade David Wright for Miguel Cabrera. So because you guys have office conversations, you got to be in the book? He also said that uh, he wanted Oliver Perez. We had a a famous battle. He loved Oliver Perez. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. Couldn't throw a strike. Can I tell you what bothers me more? About this whole situation, he handed me a book yesterday, which I was very happy with. Did he sign it for you? I opened up. No, no, no signature. 
No, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that out of everything. Uh, uh, how do you on. not? How do you we not? We got some questions for you. How do you Evan not Roberts, mention him everybody? In this book? Just uh, entered the studio. By the way, I'm sorry. What's up? I Come will on, say Dave. that I'm more intrigued to this oh. book after having it in hand and looking at it than Thank I would you. be normally. Like Thank the, you. But it's good. But how can you not acknowledge Hoff? Because <laughs> I forgot. You forgot. I was not too late to edit it. No, no, hold I, on. It is too late to edit it. The book yeah. came out. You're holding it. Wait, well, it's no, no, just no, hold for on. sale no, right not, now? No, no, well, that's not true. Hold on, because the way I'm in the middle of a book now as well, the way it goes, right. you sell X, you, 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 you produce X amount, you sell X amount, and when you sell those, then you produce more. You don't uh. produce 10,000 books like that. So obviously the books that are produced, you can't put them in now, but you can go in retroactively for the next batch of books because this book will do well and throw them in there. So you guys believe that Pete, I love Pete, deserved... not enough to put him in the book. You put Lukey and Come on. You worked for Tiki for six months. You worked with this guy for two if years. Lugie and Evan, were you not messed in, up, Evan. If Lugie and Mirage were not in, Hoff has no, no stake. Right. You messed yeah. up. But Lugie, you're kissing the ass of Lugie and Mirage. You just start <laughs> the same Tiki guy who called well. you a doofus on Twitter the other night. <laughs> you, you barely know Spike, who's bolting anyway. He's leaving us. Well, this, the only oh, reason I thank Spike is I asked the architect his opinion. I said, should I even acknowledge Spike? And he's like, yeah, throw him a bone. I wasn't going to acknowledge Spike Eskin. All right, especially so, now that he's leaving and he's a turncoat. Right, but even more so, and I like the line about you and you know him and Sp- uh, Ben Simmons, whatever. I think it was fine. You did omit... Half. I screwed and, up. And you I could have also up. plugged the Rico. I did. You know, that's the other thing. I never even mentioned I do a Met podcast. Well, now here's the thing. Now, Hoff, can you please reproduce what you just read about? The, does, does Evan know about this yet? He does know. Oh, he does. Yes, so right. he, in a, no, no, no disrespect, Hoff, a By the smallish, way, that may be the best Evan's ever looked. That, that's a good picture. <laughs> right? That's that what Evan looks like without the beard. You know, and again, no no disrespect at all because it's, it's a, a cool great book. piece. But it's, it is a cool book. But it's a small little magazine central to where he lives, so it's a smaller distribution. He went out of his way to acknowledge you for your pod, not like his podcast and you help him. Yeah. He helps you. You make more money on it than he does. <laughs> you didn't even put him in a book. I have. I screwed Ev, up. So why'd you put Tiki, Evan, and Sean? You've been with them for five months. Okay, let me give you the answer to that. So as I was doing the acknowledgments, the new show is beginning. And I realized by the time the book comes out, right? Yep. We'll have been on for six months, and it would look douchey if I ignored the current show I was doing. I don't think so. That I, was my I, thought I, to it, by okay, the way. Okay, I mean... I, mean, I, let me I, read I can't this. say your thought is wrong. I wouldn't think that, though. Like a new show, like, yeah, let's see how we do first before I start shouting <laughs> them all out. <laughs> right. Thank Maybe I'll hate them. This, no, this is doing well, Thank, but so it worked out. Thank the great Joe Beningo. Had a wild 14-year run at the Legend. fan. I'll never forget him. A lot of stories uh, in this book came from him. Tiki Barber made the transition to afternoon drive so much easier because he's a dedicated professional, a damn good radio host, oh, and one of the sweetest guys you'll ever meet. I also want to thank Tom Lugauer and Sean Mirage, who have done an excellent job on our afternoon radio show and help maintain the success. It sounds out. The best part is when I wrote that, we had never done a show yet. That's what I'm saying. It's like, come on. I was trying to project Uh, it in the future. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have, but, you know, if you had to remodel things, would you say, you know, uh, I don't know, Lukey, the guy who just trolls me on social media, (laughs) Marash, who tore down my Alonzo jersey. Is is there an Oliver Perez game in here? Oh, my God. What about Victor Zimbrato? Well, there's an Oliver Perez game in because he started game 706 of the NLCS. Of course, that game's in there. What about the Friday night game where he walked the ballpark against the Marlins in 07, the collapse? (laughs) 07 with 17 to go. You know what game is in there? Because the first game's at City Field in which he got booed in an exhibition game. What did they play? I was at that game. The Red Red Sox. Sox. Yes, I was actually there. Yes. But uh, I was telling BTR arguments. We we had one. Do you remember the one about David Wright? And yeah, Miguel you Cabrera. hated him. You well, hated no, David I didn't Wright. Hate David. You what? called him the Golden Boy. 
boy. You said, well, because he was the golden boy. And oh, he, he I, I know what it is. I wouldn't trade him for Miguel Cabrera. That was definitely Cabrera. it. When he was at the uh, ball. Uh, well, look, 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 look. Can you get context? Sal. At the time. There's no context necessary. Yeah, I, come on. I mean, come Miguel on. Miguel Cabrera was in the World Series at 19. I understand that, but at that time, David Wright's in the prime of his career. He's home a homegrown. Yes, homegrown matters. But that's, but that's, no, it doesn't. Oh, it doesn't matter. Is that why you're ready to kick Pete Alonso to the curb? If you could go back and do it again. By the way, I didn't take down his jersey. You did. <laughs> I did. If you could go back and do did. that, would you, tr- would you do that The guys that he shouted out in the book, right, right from Miguel Cabrera? Of course, yeah. Now knowing what I know now, and then the other one was Oliver Perez. Now I know I've been on no, the wrong side of some of these, but you love. I was a big Oliver Perez guy. I had fights with a lot of people about him. I believed him, and I'll tell you why I believed he had him. Good stuff Worst too. signing he did. ever. He had BT. Good stuff. He not only had good stuff, he always beat the Yankees. He pitched well against the Phillies. Like he was a money pitcher until he collapsed. He was. Now, he, he collapsed. Was filthy for a while. He was very good. Yeah. He got bailed out by Andy. Obviously, yes. He got well. So did Willie Randolph because yeah. Chad Bradford should have been in that game. Exactly. Right. Side over the uh, yes. the other submariner. That's in there, I'm assuming. Oh, in the damn Did right, Chad Bradford as well for the Rico. My <laughs> Mets Bible scoring 30 wow. years of baseball fandom. WF fans, Evan Roberts, check it out. No mention of Pete. Hoffman. I apologize, Pete. Thanks, I love you. I'm sorry, Dove. I'm not as sorry, but Pete, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what, though? I don't know if that's gonna cut it. I mean, listen, you, you do what you have to do, obviously, and, and we're rooting for it. I think the book's going to do well. What do I have to do I to think make you it up? put a little something on social media and, and let the world know that you messed up with Social with media? Hop. No, that doesn't yeah, do enough. I, was I, say, I think you do. I've, I've got an s- idea. I think you you grow, grow your beard out. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, take them to a certain amount of Met games. Nah, just like, let, what can let I it do? live forever. Let people know. You, if it's digitally imprinted, people will know that you messed well, up. Well, one thing I've learned about social media and living forever, because I debuted a new segment last week where we found old tweets from everyone who works here. Oh, God. Did you find any of ours? Yeah, I had one from you oh, was great Jesus. about Marco Rubio destroying Donald Trump for health care. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, that was fun. With fun. Me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Ru- I'm thinking Rubio the basketball player. No, 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 no. Oh, you're going politics. Marco, gotcha, well, gotcha. Everything. Gotcha. Every single person around here has all these awesome, oh, God, amazing yeah. tweets. Except for the guy sitting next to you who scrubbed his Twitter account. Hell yeah. What are you, crazy? It's you think I'm scrubbed. stupid? I don't know. He's no fun. Him. You're fun. <laughs> Geo's fun. <laughs> Boomer's fun. I'm fun. Yeah. This guy scrubbed everything prior to yeah. 2020. Whatever. Yeah, well... Delete, delete. Yeah, oh, oh, come did, on, you, did, did you really? I know you. You could have it like scrub. No, I understand yeah. that. But what did you want to have scrub? No, just, just nothing. I didn't like, think just nothing you know, specific takes or no, no, like just, things that would get you in trouble. Just, just refresh, like nothing you say ten years ago. Yeah. Would age now. I'd like well. to scrub the fact that I think Christian Hackenberg is going to be a superstar. Yeah, I, 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 I is can't. that in there? I got to go yes, find it. I swear to God, it is. It is. All right, Evan. And I thought Bryce Petty was too. Thanks, Evan. Oh God yeah. Almighty, these Jets That's quarterbacks. That's what I mean. Like, there's no. They're not supposed. Good luck with the book, Evan. Supposed to be in real time. All right, so listen, he owned up to it. You know, he he's. I knew that he works. He's a good guy. Now he's going in there hugging. He's laying it on thick. But he still ignored Dove. Well, he basically dismissed him. Not only ignored him, he dismissed him. No, I mean, he ignored him on the hug. He walked in, he hugged yeah. up, and he just looked right past Dove. Oddly. Dove, Dove, you worked how many years with Joe and Evan? 10, 12, 15? Oh, well, 14. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, what what's he supposed hell? to say? To my former, you know, co-worker? Sure. Go, yeah, I mean, maybe. Hey, I know what he was doing, trying to grease the skids and take care of the guys he's currently working with. He, he omitted Hoff. It was a mistake. Yes, it was. I will say, though, this book is more interesting than I thought. I was initially like, oh, who the hell wants to go back and do that? But it is pretty uh, interesting. Now, Evans, he's going to make it interesting based on his, this is going to sound really mean, his passion and his fandom. 
in my opinion, no, no, you. And again, I think the book's going to do well. Yeah, I couldn't find a more boring premise, personally. How? I because only because scoring. Well, maybe no, maybe, no, 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 but no, it's no, not, no, no. It's, I don't mean his book per se. But at I'm all. saying you're missing the point because no, no, I don't, I'm not missing the point. Just scoring games to me is nothing. You couldn't pay me to score. Did a you game. ever score games? Never. Me neither. Okay, ever. Maybe once in never. my life when my grandfather at a young age was teaching me how to do it. I never could do it. However, this book, what's cool about it is that you have the stories around select games. That's the awesome That's part of it. No, it's, it's, I'm telling you, I even gave him a pop. I just tweeted out a picture of the book. I yeah. I wish him the best. I think it's going to do It's very long. It's like 370 pages, like I said. Yeah. You know, God forbid if the Mets ever won a World Series, it would be 400. We could, we could come up with a book, the Baseball Card World no, Series Bible. We would come up with something about, God, hey. The day that hey. they crown the champion, Sal, and BT threw a fit. Hey, by the way, enjoy your time off. You'll be out tomorrow yep. going with Colt, a little baseball tournament with your family. Uh, going out to Houston, playing some good ball um, over the weekend. So I'm off tomorrow and Monday. Looking forward to it, buddy. Good luck. Thanks, enjoy the man. rest. Come back with some dubs and oh, some hits uh, from Hopefully Colt. so. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Thanks to all the listeners and callers. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thanks to Dove. We appreciate you, Dove. And Hoff, we appreciate you as well, Hoff. All the hard work that you put in. Evan and Tiki, they're coming up next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.